Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your Huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome everybody, it is Monday, January 83rd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. On the air today from 3 to 6, standard show on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better, it's the Big X. we got plenty to get to today. It's a big day for one Trevor Kelsey. He, he's feeling a little bit under the weather. I don't know if it's the celebration, the t- hangover, but my God, TK's beloved Philadelphia Eagles are going to the Super Bowl, which means by proxy, Trevor Kelsey is going to the Super Bowl. It, range of emotions, TK, 1 to 10, how are you feeling right now? Like a big man in my side shouldn't try to climb a uh, telephone pole. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was that about that talk about how our defense wasn't any good? Whew. Was that a lot of talk about how their defense was going to shut us down? Domination. What, what was all that talk about how you know that, that it was competition? What, 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 I, I don't remember. Short-term memory can be kind of a, a pain in the rear end sometimes. Why don't you remind me about all that? 31 to 7. I, I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I watched zero of this game because I was I watched going, it twice. I don't blame you. I was going to flip it on. I hear like crazy. Like early on, I'm like, they scored quick. Niners scored back. And then I hear that Brock Purdy gets hurt. And the next Took thing, out. when I'm ready to like turn it back on, it's already 28-7. And I'm like, well, this is my buddies are all texting. They're like, this game's already over, which kind of sucked because I wanted to watch the end of the exciting game. But at least the, the second game was competitive. But the Eagles, dominant. Dominant. Go, going to the Super Bowl, which means you now update the, the uh, us on the hunt. Have uh, you looked into tickets? Have you looked into travel arrangements? What's going on? Well, now? travel arrangements is just basically me jumping in my car, getting the old change, and driving west. Well, you got to stay somewhere, though. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'll get a hotel somewhere. Probably won't stay in. I'll probably end up doing like I did last time and stay probably like like an hour or so outside of town and just drive in because the hotel prices are just outrageous in the area. I saw it's right take, now take, the third most expensive Super Bowl ticket of all time. Yeah, and it's the day after. It, it'll go down. Uh, okay. Right now, I think I looked at tickets. The cheap ones are around five grand. Uh, I would I would expect them this time next week to maybe be a couple a little bit down in the secondary market. Uh, how how close I want to wait till the event itself to get it can be kind of playing chicken with things because the problem is like last time like I went through StubHub and which I'd probably end up going to a secondary market again like this one like they can't like this isn't like any other ticket if anybody's ever bought tickets to a secondary market you know StubHub whatever Vivid whatever they be I know you probably have I have yeah. like you just get it like emailed to you or you 
Like the Super Bowl tickets, you can't do that with. Oh, really? Yeah, like because there, there's like I mean, I've got the one from last time as well, which is pretty cool, like a souvenir ticket. But you know, it's like a big hologram ticket, and it's something. Uh, it's not just something they can send via the internet or even mail. So you have to like go pick it up from like an event StubHub does the day of the game. And so it's like, it's kind of a jumping through hoops to get it as well. It takes a few hours. Last time they had it at the Target Center in Minneapolis. Uh, so, and it was just kind of cool because I got to go in the locker room, the, the Twins locker room. That's where they had it. They had like this big, it's about this big party they were going on. They had people there performing. I'm sure, you know, Patrick knows who these people are. I don't. But, <laughs> you know, you you may know who they are. I don't. But uh, they, it, it's it's cool. So but if I go through that, I, I try not to wait till the last minute because last time I, I when I paid for my ticket, like, the day before the game, I bought it like the week before. And when I was up there and I look online, I'm checking ticket prices. I could have saved myself like 1200 bucks yeah. if I'd bought it like Saturday the day before the game. But and it didn't want to, that, that'd be all stressful. I don't need any more stress. I, I got enough stress going on in my life. I'm excited about this because Cause you're going with me, right? I'm not going to go with you. Have you told Mary yet that you're taking some time away from the family and kids to go with me? I have not broken it to her or the bosses here or anybody. I mean, they'll be down for it here because we'll just do the show from out. We'll, it'll be like, you know, antique road trip, except for, you know, the only antique will be me. <laughs> God. I'm excited to hear because we, we're going to need like video diaries. We can share it on the social media channels. We can. Stories are going to come up, and here's what I'm going to try to make happen. So my my best friend is like a, a big wig now at AT and T, the one who lives in Dallas. Yeah, and he gets the last couple of years he's gotten to go to the Super Bowl. He basically like follows around his big boss around and just like you know they, they do all this stuff. But they have the end to like the big Super Bowl party where they have you know they pay like I don't know, LeBron like a million dollars to come in and like talk to people for five minutes. That, like that's <laughs> those types of parties. I'm like, we got to get Trevor into one of these parties. I wonder how they would, would pay me to talk to him. We, we, we need to get you into one of the parties. I'll be in there. He's like, they're boring. I don't know if I want to meet LeBron. He's like, they're boring, but there are celebrities there. I'm like, we got to get Trevor in there. So we're going to try We're gonna try to make that happen. Trevor in the, uh, on the on the red carpet? Trevor on the red carpet. Well, I don't know about that. I, I, I mean, Trevor walking past the red carpet into the party, maybe? Trevor, what are you wearing there today? Well, I got a t-shirt from the good people <laughs> at uh, Gildan Shirts. It's uh, from Fruit of a Loom. I believe this is a loom. Uh, yeah. The, the pants are five starter. The, the pants are five starter. 89 starter. <laughs> wearing my Wagner sweats today. Is that vintage? No, I've just been wearing them since high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you can see the stain from last time. <laughs> but I am genuinely excited. I, I think people... It'd be a different road trip this time because last time I went up through like Iowa and it was cold and it was snowy. And this time I'll be driving through like, you know, the Southwest where it's a little warmer. I had to maybe stop and do some touristy things. Yeah. I'm going through New Mexico. I can stop and do a little Billy the Kid, maybe some stuff. Hell yeah. And we'll, we'll chronicle the whole thing. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about well, it. Well, you're going to be with me. I'm going to be with you. The card chronicle. In spirit. <laughs> spirit, <laughs> if not uh, in person. But this is, I also like that people, I got the same reaction from a lot of people last night after the Eagles locked it up. They were like. Which, by the way, after the first quarter. Yeah, it was done. I love I love taking I love taking out. But, but is it maybe a bad person? Quick, real okay, quick, real quick. Right. But people were like, "I'm excited not because I care about the Eagles at all. I'm not even that happy for Trevor Kelsey, <laughs> but I'm just happy to hear on your radio show people talking about successful sports. Like, <laughs> like we haven't had anything really good to talk about for a long time, and now we get to focus on your Eagles. You you being happy about sports for reasons other than changing coaches or weird off the the court off the field news. Like this is an actual on-field accomplishment that I will, we get to talk about on the show. I woke up Sunday ready for the game with wiping out all memory of what happened on Saturday. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. I didn't even know what you were talking about at the, at the <laughs> beginning. I'm like, we may not even discuss it because we've got, so like, we, bad. We, we have a new name for Cardinal Stadium to get to. Oh, yeah. I was doing something with, yeah. with Troy. I didn't see it. Has it been announced? It's been announced. Well, it was oh, announced I, before then, but it was. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going fresh with that, like, the helicopter scene here. We'll get into that. Okay. We, we can get into, we have a date for the spring game, which also we can circle on the calendar. Who are you going with? To the spring game? Oh, they said you had a date. No, I so said we have a date for oh, the spring okay. game. We, <laughs> what date it's going to be played? You and I both. We're taking the same person. Okay. It's Troy. He's coming with us. <laughs> Him and Dugan. Um, we have a date for that. Dibs on Troy. We've got um, women's college basketball. We can react to the Syracuse win from yesterday, which was a, a, win. a big one for the program. They needed to get things going a little bit. And then we can also talk about men's basketball yeah, if, we, if we have to. But, but, talk more about football. But let's talk more about the Eagles. Does it make me a bad person that it made me smile when we took out Brock Purdy? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it made me smile even more when we took out Josh Johnson or whatever his name is. See, I didn't see, so I didn't see any of the game. I just saw like my buddies who were like, why are they not at least trying to do something different? Like run a wild card offense, run like a, uh, you know, Halfback well, pass. Six, they like, had seven guys in the box, and they couldn't because they couldn't throw the ball. They were like, do guns. something different. I, again, I, I didn't watch any of this afterward. When it was obvious that it was done, I was like, all right, I'm going to get some some dad duty in here so I can watch as much of the uh, Bengals Chiefs as possible. Which was a good game. Which was a, it was a, not a perfectly played game, but it was competitive. No, was it nice. was good. And in the end, kind of got a little bit gross, but that's, that's okay. It was. It, I, I did feel bad for the Bengals fans, although they went to the Super Bowl last year. Are you, are, now, are you on the bandwagon of the Bengals all got screws, give the referee Oh, I think they the, got screwed, yeah. I, I, mean, I think they absolutely got screwed. And screwed much, because I, I might be one of the rare people that thought that one of the ways I, I was, I wouldn't say they got screwed, but I wouldn't have, I didn't think that was a, I, would, I don't think it was so obvious of a roughing the passer call when he was going out of bounds. Oh, I, I didn't think that that was like, I'm not saying you couldn't call it. I just That I, was just I, one play. It just baffles me how people are so obvious about it. Like, oh, it was clearly. I'm like, I thought it was a little bit. I mean. I thought it was, but I'm like you. It wasn't as cut and dry. If they hadn't called it, I wouldn't have been really too upset. And I, I don't think either. you should have been too upset. I wouldn't have either. I think the Chiefs probably still would have won. They would have got like 10 more yards. and Well, they needed. They still need. I mean, they would have been a decent field goal. He kicked a 45-yarder. with 41. That, so, so it would have been 56. Yeah, but they still had eight seconds left at the time. So they could have run maybe one right, play. Right. I, I think they would have gotten like 10 more yards and I mean, still made it. They the beat end. Buffalo in 13 seconds from farther away. It, it just it was a. It wasn't just that one call. I thought they kind of got screwed in the way that it was like the whole, the one that really stood out to me when I was kind of started, because I had no dog in the fight, but I started kind of cheering for the Bengals late because I was like, this is, this, this is kind of shady. The letting them run the full third down play and the Chiefs punting team being on the field and then stopping them and being like, hold on, hold on. We blew that play dead. And there's no, like they show the replay. There's like one guy running in. There's nobody waving their hands, nobody doing yeah. anything. There's no sign the play was actually uh, blown dead. And then I did love like, Jim Nance came one step away from like, openly calling out the refs because Romo, company man Romo, is doing his thing where it's like, ah, I think, you know, that's, that's definitely grounding. There seems to be nobody in the general area. And Nance is like, 34 looks like he's right there in the area, doesn't he? Like, I, I thought there was just a bunch of late calls where. Well, Romo did kind of bounce back. was like, well, it was, didn't meet the line of scrimmage, which he definitely think it He's did. like, it was close. It was close. I'm like, come on. Uh, but it was, like, they acted like it was matter of fact. It was, yeah, I mean, they, they had. It seemed a little screwy late. If I'm a Bengals fan, I'm losing my mind. And that made me, I've got, again, I've got no rooting interest. I don't care about the Bengals. I don't care about the Chiefs. But at the end, I was like, I kind of hope the Bengals win now at this point. And then the Chiefs, at the end of the game, the whole like thumping their chest and doing like the, <laughs> it's not broke. Like, 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 I was like, it just, it, they're kind of annoying. That was Travis. That was I'm Tra a Jason Kelsey most, guy. Yeah, yeah, like I said, next, for the next two weeks. Did you know they're brothers? You call me Jason. Did you know that No brothers? more Trevor Travis over here. Are there brothers playing in the Super Bowl? There are brothers playing in the Super Bowl. It is a, it is going to be a uh, 
a very emotional Super Bowl in Phoenix. We have we have uh, brother versus brother. It's a, it's a Kelsey family reunion uh, with Travis, Jason, and Trevor. Uh, I'm you know the, the the one the adopted one that left in the attic most of the, most of the career. There's, they didn't let you have a seat. You have you have you, you have myself versus versus dad, Papa, Andy yeah. Reed, who's, who until otherwise proves with a paternity suit, I will, is my father. Sure. So uh, so I mean I it's gonna be hard having to beat Papa. You know, I feel like 11 when she went back into the, you know, into the tombs. Yeah, mixed emotions. Now. Yeah, I do. So it's going to, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be fun. I, I was somewhat rooting for Cincinnati mainly because, uh, when my best friends was going to go, it, it was, his, he's a diehard Bengals fan. Uh-huh. I've been one since I've known him since the mid nineties. And, uh, it, it was, we were going to go, he wanted, he was going to go with me if we were going to go. So. Now it's just you and me, but <laughs> <laughs> and I just you know it's just we 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 I mean like I said I've known the guy over twenty years we've always joked for years you know Bengals Eagles in the Super Bowl like we never once like we'd always say this as a joke but never once felt like we act there was ever actually a chance we would actually play in the Super Bowl against each other and that would have been fun they would have been yeah uh, that and God, no offense to Cincinnati Bengals fans better matchup for Philly I sure mean, I mean it's yeah it's, don't get me wrong I mean no Patrick Mahomes yeah now Mahomes maybe thought. You know his his lack of an offensive line was a pain in the butt when he when he went against Tampa back two years ago. He, he ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, we're gonna come at him from. Uh, you think Brock Purdy had it bad, Patrick? No. Hassan Reddick's in that in, in that huddle right now. So let's kill them all. Let the paramedics sort them out. I saw the Eagles like the line moved a billion times from like ten to eleven p.m. after the game was set. Yeah, it started as a pick, and the Eagles quickly moved to a two point mm-hmm. favorite, which I think is where it is right now. It is, and it feels that, that feels to me like the, the deserved line. Like I I. I Go into this. I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl. I'm excited about it. I would have rather gotten points from a gambling group as an Eagles fan in the gambler. I'd like to get points. But I do feel like the Eagles should be the favorite. Probably. I think they've been the better team all year long. I know they... They should have the same record, but yeah. I know the Chiefs have Mahomes, but I still feel like just top to bottom, they've been the better team and and look like the better team in the playoffs. Hurts so a lot to play better. Hurts did not play well in the San Fran game, really. I mean, he had the, he a couple missed... He had several... Actually, several... Excuse me, several missed throws, but... It didn't matter because they we knew they weren't moving the ball and we were just able just to run the ball and take our time and I mean hell, we were twenty one seven we didn't even have to score anymore technically we also need him not to sing the fly as bad you as like your, him singing as bad as your fly Eagles fly rendition was last week I think Jalen Hurts may have been worse I don't understand <laughs> what, what, what what do you mean it's it's bad bad isn't good the way that it sounded in my ears oh. was not. Was not pleasing. So me going fly, eagles fly on the road to victory. Fight, hey, fight, hey, fight, hey. fight, fight. Look, you're already getting it down. I'm down. I mean, I'm in. You, 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 you're one of those people that they learn lyrics very quickly. I, I was before the last like five months. But yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pull, you pull out lyrics to songs. I'm like, how the hell does he know all that? I mean, it's been a big thing for me. For yeah, I had to listen most to, of my life. Until I had to listen to a song like a dozen times before I can get it memorized. But some people like uh, they'll also pick up on instrumental stuff. Like I've always been a big lyrics guy. They just they stick with me for whatever reason. Other people have different strengths when it comes to songs. But yeah, like I I, I enjoy I enjoy a good fly. I enjoy a good fight song, and I'm excited for the Eagles fight song to be singing it on the show for the next two weeks. I mean, we always did the other one. No one likes us. No one likes us. No one likes us. We don't care. We're from Philly, bleeping Philly. No one likes us. We don't care. Mary said in the middle of the game last night, in, in the middle of the, the Bengals game, she was like, I, I've decided I'm an Eagles fan. And she was like, I know, she's like, I, I just know a lot of people who are Eagles fans. 
And I was like, well, what about the Lions? Well, of course I'm going to cheer for the Lions. But she's got one of her best friends, lived in Philly, working for okay. a long time. And she went to her, visited her there. She became a big Eagles fan. Um, she like she reeled off. She said you. Uh, she well, I'm re- glad I made the list. You, I think you were the first. She's like, Trevor. This is the first time I've made a list ever. Yeah, I think, I think you I'm were. I'm on the list? You may have been the first person she said. <laughs> there was some, and uh, I got to give a shout out to, I think, um, Shauna on Twitter, who was like, I, I just said out loud to somebody, I was like, I'm happy. I've got some friends who are Eagles fans. And she's like, when I th- was thinking about it, it was just at Trevor Kelsey from the, the Rutherford show. Like, that's how she was. You're viewed as a friend. You're a friend of the listeners. So people take that in. But there are like, Mary has, like, there's other celebrities that she likes who are Eagles fans. She just, she watched Welcome to Wrexham. She likes Rob McElhaney, who's a big, huge big Eagles, Eagles fan. fan. Yeah. Bradley uh, Cooper. My girl Simone, who was a former UFL field hockey sensation, big Eagles fan. So like, we, we're, we're still a Lions household. But we're sympathetic towards the Eagles, and we're going to be rooting for them in two weeks. I mean, you can at least say you lost the Super Bowl champion when it's all said and done this year. Should have been the Super Bowl champion. You almost you, you should have been the Super Bowl champion. You gave us a shot. Should have. If we'd won that game, we'd be in the playoffs, and then you we'd be in the Super Bowl, as opposed to. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> That's how it would have happened. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sykes line. Text us your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns all day here at 502-414-1450. And then when you're done, Download that Refreshing Rewards app because Thornton's is hooking you up with a free breakfast sandwich and a free drink if you are a new Refreshing Rewards program member. And even if you're not a new member, you still know the the benefits of being a Refreshing Rewards program member. Saving money at the pump, saving money inside at any one of the 75,112 area Thornton's locations. Again, 502-414-1450. Outside of the football, how was the weekend, TK? Uh, not too bad. You're feeling a little under the weather. Yeah, I don't know why. I think I, I want to throw them under the bus. You know, I had some Chinese. Mm, don't, you need, don't need to name the place. I, I won't they name They could be sponsors. I don't think it was actually them because it was starting to bother me on Saturday. Like, like I woke up Sunday having like some uh, stomach issues. Mm. As I, I have them right now, actually. But uh, I just keep getting like rolling cramps. Like just like, my stomach will just cramp up. It's not good. And it'll start. It'll, it'll happen for about 12 seconds or 10 seconds. And it'll stop. And then it'll just come back again like in about a minute. Ugh, not good at all. No, it's kind of annoying. And not to mention when you're sleeping. I'm trying to sleep and it keeps waking me up. Yeah. I, don't, I, need, I need a good 12 hours sleep. Of course. That's, I mean. That's how it works. Is that the, is that the norm? Solid 12 hours. That's Solid 12 hours. That's what the medical professionals say. I mean. Half, Anything less is not going to get you through I the mean, day. I mean, what, what, what's, I mean, I don't get, I mean, you're awake for 24 hours a day. So I do 12 hours of wakeness, 12 hours of sleep. But even are you gonna break something over there? I can't. This mic, I can't. You're just not getting comfortable. I can't get comfortable. I can't get comfortable. I can't. You look I, like me trying to like go to I've bed. I've got to hold the mic, and, and it, we had the one good mic for a week that was nice, the one that that was steady. We and then, you. then we opened up the show on on Wednesday, like, and I was like, well, we can't use this one, so we've cut the one only mic that works now is the only one that's like about to fall down you hold it. all the time. Well, you keep hold. moving it up and down too, doesn't help. Well, I've got to. I got to do what I got to do. I can't sit still. I got bad blood flow. How was your weekend outside of, of uh, how did uh, Virginia have her, uh, her her ballet stuff? Went back to ballet on Saturday. She did well. She had a good time. Uh, although people have seen the video of her last night freaking out because she, we didn't get married, was her. Three-year-olds just cry for no reason at all. And she's uncontrollably sobbing because she wanted to have a, a wedding with me and her. And she had been all dressed up in her dress and, and gown. And like I thought we were just like playing. And then we had it was dinner time, so we had to stop playing. And it was time to get ready for bed. It was and Saturday just, or Sunday. This was last night. Yeah. And she just started freaking out. I'm like, why are you crying? And she's like, Because we didn't get married. And I was like, Well, we can get married. And she's like, I can't go dressed like this. I need my dress. She sounded like a full on like twenty five year old. She's so, <laughs> like three. She's already pulling that out. Like, I can't get married by myself. I'm like, oh, this is 
sound like your mom 20 years ago. But this was uh, she, she had a good weekend. We, we had fun. Went to the Mary took the kids to the library yesterday. It was just standard. there's a library still. There's plenty of libraries. Where's what, the library at? Lots of them. We have one by our house, the Elon Library. Oh, the St. Matthew's one still yeah, open? Still right there. That was all sorts of stuff for kids there. It's great. Oh, those just were like drug deals and homeless people slept. Yeah, but we had it's the first weekend in a while where we didn't have like any thing planned. It was just nice to have just kids stuff, and then Mary and I get to hang out a little bit after the kids went to sleep on Friday and Saturday. Oh, and uh, alone time. Yeah, just you know, watch TV. Catch up, be like, hey, are you into anything new? Like, like what what hobbies have you picked up since the last time we hung out and talked? <laughs> what are you into? Seen anything funny on TV recently? What'd you watch? That's the way it goes. And it just devolves into us talking about the kids, pretty much. Did you ever watch a TV show or movie? Uh, we started watching Veep. So okay. We watched a little bit of Veep. Are you now? You start? Are you starting that or? No, we, we we started a few weeks ago. Okay, but it's a slow build. We're in the second season now, but the first season's only like ten episodes. So it was it was nice. It was a nice little relaxing weekend. I watched the, a, a random episode of Lonesome Dove last night. I love it. It was the the, the actually the last one the, the part four. It was just happened to be on. I watched the after the. They say you're a man of vision. Yeah, <laughs> hell of vision. Yeah, I watched because uh, after the game I ended up watching the wrestler, which is depressing. And then I watched uh, an hour of the Lonesome Dove. Then I watched the fighter. And then I passed out. Once you stumble upon Lonesome Dove, you can't turn it off. Yeah, it was just because, I, I mean, I was just, well, I really came across it because I was at the part of the, uh, the wrestler that always depresses me, which is when he's realizing, you know, he can't do it anymore and yada, yada. And awesome movie, by the way. And uh, so, yeah, that's why I flipped over there. And I flipped over there just to see Gus die, which is like, good Lord, man. Spoiler. Like, yeah, like, can I get a Can I not get something cheerful around here? <laughs> but hell of a party. <laughs> um, all right, let, let's get into the big story for today, which is. So we were doing. We, we did. That, that is the big story for today. But the big story when it comes to UofL athletics, not the men's basketball program. We will Thank put that God. off as long as we can. But we have a stadium naming rights deal. Oh, right. Can I guess it? For the artist formerly known as Cardinal Stadium. Yes, you can. <laughs> can we just call it that? Sure. <laughs> it's, hey, that's shorter than I think the actual symbol. new name is. Oh, good Lord. Um, did, did, we, did we get the UPS into it? No. No UPS. Um, did Yum contribute again? No. Um, You're not going to guess it. Okay, what is it? Carl Stadium will now be known as... Okay. LNN Federal Credit Union Stadium. LNN Federal Credit Union? It is a 20 million, or 20 year, I should say, $41 million commitment. Which that doesn't sound like much for 20 years, does That's it? It's more than what can I got from Kroger, if you wanted to compare. Oh, well. Just, just letting you know. Just saying. $41 million commitment for naming rights to the stadium that will last through 2042. Yeah, right. Josh Hurd said this. We are thrilled and honored to have this opportunity to partner with the University of Louisville. I take it back. This is uh, Chris Brown, the CEO and president of LNN. We're thrilled and honored to have this opportunity to partner with the University of Louisville. We are proud to have the LNN name on the stadium as a visible sign of our commitment to the Louisville community and the university. LNN has been a longstanding partner with the university, and ironically, the credit union had its start on the same site as the stadium in 1954. This long-term commitment strengthens our relationship into the future. We are aligned with Josh Hurd's vision, and it's our honor to be associated with a great program. LNN's the uh, railroad. railroad, right? Exactly. My dad's all excited about it. My dad's a big railroad guy. Yeah, that he's was the, the old that's... railroad in his home. He's got an LNN sign in our basement. He, um, I think he's pumped, and yeah, it is like that's where LNN was, like where the, the, the shipyard was. Yeah, it's, yeah, not the shipyard, but the the yard. 
And it's why you have the train whistle going on. They just discovered it under the ground when they first started building there. It's how it, I do kind of like that it's it's in symmetry with what the de facto theme for that stadium has been. It's on an old train yard. We have a train whistle, and now the name of the stadium is like an old railroad. Yeah, a train, train that goes by. I kind of like it. We have a train that goes by. It's right there. I kind of like it. I, I, I like it from that perspective. Sports complex, or were you in Mister Rogers' house? Yeah, both. <laughs> now, built a castle to a railroad track. What are we in Mexico? <laughs> Josh Hurd said the shortening because it is a lengthy name. Not that long. I've heard longer. I think. Well, we, we yeah we took Carl Stadium out of it because it was so long, but that's fine. <laughs> we did. <laughs> did we really technically? I mean, yeah, it's LNN Federal Credit Union Stadium. It's not LNN Federal Credit Union Cardinal Stadium. Oh no, we're not. We're not taking Cardinal Stadium out of there. We can just call it Cardinal Stadium. But Josh says the the shortened version is going to be LNN Stadium. LNN Cardinal Stadium. I think we we need a better nickname. Do we go with the Fed? No, you got to go train related. <laughs> the yard train yard the bank a lot of people have said yeah no, i don't like the bank i kind of like the fed even though people are like we've had some bad issues with the fed I'm like yeah well, it's, it's it's ironic it's it, it's <laughs> a it's it's cutely ironic it's gotta be something more train related that we can do i like the yard yeah, but, no. but that kind of is yeah it, it's a little bit you can say that for anything it doesn't have to be train related though right i guess something with tracks horn the train station <laughs> the train just caught the train <laughs> central station. Um, I mean, we're gonna just like all aboard. I like that idea. We just come out to crazy train every time. Damn it! Damn it! I like that being like the. Although I don't know, do we lean too heavily into the trains? At some point, it becomes an issue because we're not the Louisville trains. <laughs> the Louisville cabooses. People would be so confused. Cabooseye. We were coming from like out of town games. We're like, what the hell is going on around here? People keep saying the train station is what they like. I don't, I don't know. Just the station? The, the station, I think, is better than the train station. It's too early. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I have to think about this. I'm one. calling it the Fed. I'm doing, you guys can do whatever you want. I'm <laughs> calling it the Fed. It's not as kissy. I always liked the big oven better when it was Papa John's or the big slice. I, you're the only person I've ever heard to call the big slice. You never heard that? No. It was when, just me and my friends just called it just, that. It, that's why. It's, it's, but I thought it was people cool. People called it the oven back in the day. But it was, yeah. It you, was, heard, you never, you never went by the big slice. See, that's why you, that's why you didn't like it as much. You no. didn't, you didn't know cool names like I did. No, that's fine. <laughs> but nice to have this this announcement out there. Josh heard, by the way, in that same press release. That you I don't have, like dropping the cardinal cardinal from the name well, of it. Though. That UFL put out. Here's what Heard had to say: We're extremely proud to announce this continued relationship with LNN Federal Credit Union, a very well respected company. From the beginning of this process, we have been a very we have been very strategic with how we chose our naming rights uh, gift. We wanted an entity that was aligned with our mission statement and invested in the community and the university. We found that and more with the LNN Federal Credit Union and their leadership team. We are extremely grateful for their continued investment in our student athletes and our athletic department, and look forward to enhancing our partnership for years to come. My big issue with this credit union is a basic insurance company, right? I mean, kind of. Yeah. They're a credit company. They, my big problem with this is I always mess up the name. I, I, Jay came in here. We filmed commercials. I was trying to do that. I couldn't get it right. I filled in for, I mean, you clip the Jody Dumb and the Cardinal Insider every day, which is always brought to them by federal, uh, LNN Federal Credit Union. That's where I know the name. Yeah, he says, <laughs> you, you say it after every break. Like yeah. I, And I always screwed it up, and I don't know why. I always wanted to add a, a county 
in in the middle of the title. I don't know if it was because like the a random county or the word county. Because there's there is like a <laughs> the, there was like a something credit union sponsored the poinsettable, and that was always stuck in my. It was like San Diego County Credit Union poinsettable, and so whenever I hear LNN Federal Credit Union, I always wanted to put county in there, and I would screw it up, and it would ruin like because I always pre-recorded the, the Cardinal Insider like Jody does. And it would always screw up like entire segments because I do like the very end. And I'm like, the LNN Federal Credit County Union. I'm like, oh, my God. It just blew 15 minutes there. Every time I hear it, I, I think the, the, the Rob Burkowski or the USAA. That's, I don't know why. <laughs> That's because when we gave me a credit union, I keep thinking of the USAA thing. Maybe it's because the damn commercial gets shoved in my throat with Gronk on a regular basis. But. Well. Which, by the way, why would they average? If you have to be military only to be a member, why? what's the point of advertising? I don't know. Like, I mean, I can't, like, why, what's, why would you get a sponsor to push and advertise something if no one can join unless they're military? I, I don't have the answer for you, Trev. It's <laughs> like a waste of time to me. I don't know. But uh, $41 million, we'll take it. We're excited about it. Josh Hurd's pumped about it. We finally got it done. Now we can buy out Kenny Payne. He said he did not think it was, <laughs> he said he did not think it was going to get done before the first year. And lo and behold, here it is. He's gotten it done. Props to him. Now, Let's win some football games inside the Fed. Now was get the, get the, don't go call the Feds. The Fed. The uh, the do you think that was this? Were did Ben start on this or was this something all Josh? I think this is all Josh. It so like so where was, was all this Vince? You know we're close around the corner area. Well, we weren't close. <laughs> I don't. I don't know to tell you. Curious. Curious. Who was on his short list of uh, possible advertisers? Sean Moss says he wants to call it the Depot. The Depot. I don't know about that. Home Depot. That, yeah, that's already that's what the depot is. <laughs> There's gotta be better trade names. There's something we're missing here. There'll be something where we're, I mean <laughs> something maybe with the caboose. Texture says five oh two four one four fourteen fifty. Texture says ye old fed cred stadium. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> Texture says train the main vein stadium. Well that goes along the line of the uh, bone zone. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Texas says the train station is from the show Yellowstone. It's where they take dead bodies to dump them. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Texas says there was a sign that said protect the nest at a home game in like 2007 or something against Syracuse, and it has only been that for me since. The nest? It's on the Cardinal thing. It's not bad. Yeah. Texas, what about the tracks? You're on the tracks. The trains are rolling. I like the caboose, kind of. I mean, we, could, I mean, we got to go with it. Crap, see, and I probably should have known this. I could have done all train songs today. <laughs> well, it did. The, the official announcement didn't come till two, so you're. you're and I was, uh, and I was here too. Here. I just had to meet. I, I was doing some other stuff and just had to sneak in a quick cigarette and came in here. I hadn't been on Twitter all day. God, God, love you. How do you? How did you cope? How do you survive? I don't know. I, I love it. I hate being on Twitter. I didn't go on Twitter almost all weekend. That's that's how I typically spend my weekends these days. I just I just avoided as much as possible. All right, we've got. Uh, People are sending in their recommendations for a nickname. You can do so as well at 502-414-1450. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We can talk about the spring game. We can talk about a new U of L football player who's in the transfer portal, which just happened before we came on the air. And we all aboard if we have to talk about basketball, but mostly football, mostly Eagles, mostly Jeff Brom, mostly Ellen and Federal Credit Union Stadium. The good vibes are going to continue until they get derailed like that. By the first, it's going to be all day, isn't it? it? Of course, it is. Are we just going to make this train train puns all day? Why not? Choo choo. We'll take a break. We'll come back. <laughs> Keep it locked right here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Take me down where I want to be. Turn 
This song is annoys me. This is what the Patriots came out to in the Super Bowl against this. I always just still think like of Chipper like, Jones. Who? Uh, Chipper Jones. It was always his walk-up. Was that his walk-up? Like I think I was. I think I'd heard the beginning of this song a million times in my life before I finally realized. Like I, I got to like this part of the song. I always heard the bona, bona, bona. And then when I heard the actual song, I'm like, that's where it goes because it gets kind of like poppy <sighs> after the, the the initial badass little thing. But uh, welcome back in. Rutherford Show Monday here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. We are reacting to the news. I mean, you guys have seen the smoke, players coming out through that. I'll say it again for the millionth time. Giant Schnellenberger pipe blowing smoke for the I'm, players. I'm for that. Just making it. And then again, tiny Cardinalberg coming down and landing on midfield. <laughs> Tiny-ass Cardinalberg. How hard is it training Cardinalberg? I've, I've looked into it. I've talked to zoologists. It's possible. It can be done. Hey, if you can hypnotize somebody, you can. You can teach a cartel bird to fly, right? We need to make that happen. 502-414-1450, the Thornton Sex Line. We're reacting again to the news of Cardinal Stadium becoming LNN Federal Credit Union Stadium, Cardinal starting, Stadium. starting this fall. I'm not dropping the Cardinal, dude. I don't care how much money they paid. Well, we have, we're we official partners with UofL now. you gotta, you got to abide. Well, they're gonna, they can abide by me saying Cardinal Stadium. got to do what you got to do. I'm a rebel, man. You can't keep this this man down. Yeah, Fight can. the system. They can if they want to. Fight the system. <laughs> I'm a hippie, babe. Come on! Don't make me don't make me chain myself to something. Someone just uh, someone just texted in these AI generated drawings of y'all are entertaining. I'm not sure why I made TK a 16 year old girl. I don't know what program this is. Is a well, I'm a 16 year old girl. I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. All the AI stuff is what's is AI? freaking me out. You mean the like artificial intelligence? Yeah, like they give us new like chatbot and stuff, and you know, just I don't like it. I don't. It's too much. It's too much. It was like, a bad movie too. Yeah, it was not great. All right. Um, you know, this freaky looking because that really looks. Not all good news on the football side of things today. We will get to the spring game talk in just a second, but uh, it was announced just before we came on the air today that Braden Smith has entered the transfer portal. Braden mm. Smith, the wide receiver who got a extra year of eligibility because he was injured a couple of seasons ago. I don't like that. So this is the second time now. Both the guys that got the six year of eligibility granted, both Monty Montgomery and Braden Smith, after initially announcing, hey, extra year, ready to come back become Cardinals. They both enter the transfer portal. We'll see where Braden winds up going. I think Monty Montgomery was a bigger loss because you're you're thin at linebacker. Braden Smith, I think, saw that they brought in like six new wide receivers this year and kind of maybe saw the writing on the wall there for himself. So I would have liked to have seen him in this offense. I would have too. I mean, he had a, he went out on a high note, was very good, good in the bowl game against Cincinnati. But, yeah, it, it was, I think, not as big of a loss to lose him as it was losing – Monty, but best of luck to Braden wherever he chooses to wrap up his college career. 
and here's hoping that he uh, he, he goes out on a strong note. Do we know where Monty's ending up? Did, did he ever announce? Because, I mean, there is a possibility they both could come back, right? I know that he, like, right away, after he entered the transfer portal, got offered by West Virginia and planned to take a visit to, to West Virginia, but I don't know if he'd ever if there ever was a commitment. I could be wrong with that. I saw Jalen Mitchell over the weekend is going to UConn. Oh, is he? Yes. Wow, that's that's the best he could get. <laughs> the the graphic that they put out for him was one of the worst. You know, graphic design now is, is crazy. Like people they do insane stuff with this stuff. I think like Monty Montgomery's going to Ole Miss. That's where it is. Okay. What is it with Ole Miss and us? I know we just exchange. Do we just, have, do, we have, do we just have like some kind of like like idea with them? But the anyways the. The graphic that they put out for Jalen Mitchell, it looked like a seventh grader did it in nineteen ninety eight. Something I would do, probably. It was very, it was very, it was not good. I felt bad for Jalen, but he's a big get for for UConn. Going to UConn, what do you think? You think? Guys, I'm saying. I mean, his expectations couldn't have been that high. Well, that's, that's where he's going. But uh, best of luck to everybody who's yeah. going to different programs. Uh, the other big news of the day on the football front. Who's the other running back we lost? By the way, was it Mitchell and somebody else? Who was? It? Um. Well, Travion Cooley. Yeah, and then we, he 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 didn't go to NC State. He went to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. We're playing right. them first game of the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why, I mean, I should just say Ole Miss or Georgia Tech every time. Instead of bother asking you where did he go, I'm just going to say one of those two schools. We seem to have a good. I'd have a track record of probably being right. Are you all done now? Can we get to the spring game? Try, the third the third time we're trying. I think here. I'm trying to push back the basketball talk, but okay. Well, we're doing spring game talk. Okay, never mind. You can talk. There's going to be a spring game this year. Remember, Scott Satterfield did not like the spring game, didn't have one his first couple of years. Then he started sucking at coaching, and people were like, hey, maybe give the fans something. And so they had like a glorified practice last year that they televised, which was not anything resembling a spring game. But the spring game's coming back. It's going to be Friday, April 21st, 7 o'clock kickoff at the LNN Federal Credit Union Stadium. I'm seeing that in a press release for the first time, which is already kind of weird. Uh, the ACC Network Extra is going to air it on its ESPN app. So if you've got watch it, watch ESPN, you can check it out there. The AC Network will have, I guess, replays of all the spring games throughout the throughout April, throughout whatever. Um, but it's going to be an actual spring game for the first time since the Petrino era ended. I never really liked the spring game. I always thought it got hyped up a lot, and, and I got excited about it when we first started getting really good at football in the, the later Petrino era years. And, and even beginning of the Crackthorpe era, I remember going in 07 and being all excited about it. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a big practice, but it's also an excuse to get outside. The weather's typically pretty nice. You can act like it's a big football game. You can tailgate. They sell beer there. You can see the, I think in a year like this, where you've got a new head coach that people are excited about, when you've got so many new weapons, I mean, we haven't, none of us have really seen Jack Plummer play outside of highlights on, on the internet. I think there's a lot of reason to get excited about this one. And I think you'll have a good attendance. I think the fact that basketball has been so abysmal, and there's been so much infighting amongst the fan base and just so like nobody's happy right now about anything. But people seem to be happy with Jeff Brom. They're excited about the recruits that are already on campus. They're excited about the transfers that we have. Everybody wants to see these these guys play for the first time. And this it, it'll come close enough on the heels of the end of the basketball season. This will be about a month and a half once this team has finally lost its its last game. Most technically the season's over. <laughs> yeah. Once it's lost its 30th or 29th. Spring game, games next week. Depending on where we are. <laughs> That you'll still have, I think people are just excited to get to get pumped for something. I think you'll have a, because the, the spring game attendance really petered out. It was exciting for a little bit there. I think people got a little bit sick of it. Even when Lamar Jackson was here, 
the spring game was not all that well attended. I think you'll have a solid crowd for this, and the people who are there are going to be very excited. It's, it's Thunder over Louisville weekend. You're kicking yeah. off the Derby Festival. Get those recruits in for the Balloon Glow. NFL Draft, it's, my birthday. It's all it's all happening that yeah. weekend, TK. It always does. I agree with you when you talk about spring game. Like I don't know. Like, like a yearly spring game is best for like big football programs. Sure. That they, they, you know, you know, Nebraska's and your Alabama's and your Auburn SEC schools, except for Kentucky and, Van- and Vanderbilt. You know, they're gonna get that. The, they're going to do the good, decent crowds for every spring game, no matter what. But for Louisville, yeah, I think it's just, I don't know if I'd do it every year either, but like this is, you want to do it in particular years and having a new coach with all the excitement and everything, this, that is a perfect time to do it. We'll have a good crowd, I'm sure. I mean, but also like you, I'm, I, I never get too much in the spring games. I mean, it's, I know it's generic and cliche to say, but like the, the only thing I'm watching is to hope no one gets hurt. Like I'm not going to, See a running, you know, we might have a running back that, that runs for 180 yards or something. I'm, I mean, I, I'm maybe I'll get slightly excited, but not enough to really make any movements. I, I think mean, with this year though, with Jack Plummer and there being so much intrigue about him, yeah, but you can still you, Clarkson, you can still take so much great with a grain of for salt. Sure, but you, I mean, you can still judge a guy. You you can see the way that he throws. You can see if the ball zips out of his hands the right way. Well, can, I can watch Cal video for that, can't I? I mean, or old Purdue video. Is it not different though to watch them play firsthand? I guess. Well, I won't be there, so it's not <laughs> yeah. no different for me. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's different to see them play in this offense with well, these I weapons mean, around. I mean, they're going to have the same wide receivers, the same running backs, the same offensive line that they're going to be playing with this fall. It's a little bit different than watching him in an entirely different system out there at Cal. And also, I mean, we haven't seen Pierce Clarkson. No, that that, that one I'll give you. because We, we haven't seen Caleb yet. Johnson. We haven't seen the we new running Caleb backs. Johnson. He's been on the roster for a year and a half. We still haven't seen That's him. what I'm saying. Like we're going to, It is a first glimpse at a lot of guys that we've heard a lot about but we haven't actually seen play with our own eyes. And it's your first chance to see Jeff Brom back at, at I was about to say Cardinal Stadium, back at the LNN. It's okay. I'm going to do it. Thing. I'm going to say it. And uh, I, I think that there's going to be a lot of excitement about this spring game, even more so than, because by the end of the Petrino, the second era, you knew that the game was just a, you know, there wasn't much hitting. It was like, like Lamar's after his Heisman year, I think he threw for 755 yards or something in the spring game. And it was just like, you know, nobody was tackling. I think with this one, People are just very, very curious. They're desperate for a glimpse of something positive. And football right now represents the positive of the two spotlight sports within this athletic program. And I think people are going to be chomping at the bit to get out there and just cleanse their palate, get rid of the bad taste that basketball has left, and a little bit of the bad taste that the, the, the Satterfield era left for some people. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun. I'm so, looking forward to it. I mean, yeah, I just, I just, yeah, I, I, I will get excited seeing it, watching it, waiting for it. I just you can only take so much from it, but it doesn't mean you still can't get excited sure, to see it. Sure, I mean I think it's still it's going to be a celebrated day, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I mean, Brom's coming home. He's back, baby. He's back. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We take a few texts here uh, as we wrap up the first hour. Texas says, "Why do we drop the Cardinal Stadium? Why don't we just call it LNN Cardinal Stadium?" Well, I agree one hundred percent. I'm sure the people paying forty one million dollars wanted it a certain way. I'm sure they wanted the full name of the company on the stadium. So that's, we can call it whatever we want. I'm yeah, I'm gonna call it Cardinal Stadium. I but U of L, I'm sure, based on the deal, we'll have to call it LNN Federal Credit Union. You say where are you going Stadium. this weekend? Going to Cardinal Stadium. Going to the Fed. Going to Cardinal Stadium. Fed. <laughs> Listen, I still call it. I still call it, uh, whatever the San Diego Park Jack Murphy. Okay, I don't even think they play in that car park anymore. I still call it Candlestick. All right, I'm not. I'm not dropping it. We know you don't change much. No, I don't. Texas, with the new naming rights in place, I think it's only right that we refer to UofL football fans as Railbirds. It just works so well. (laughs) 
It sounds dirty. It does a little. It bit. sounds like, like like some like cocaine addict. <laughs> it's like Texas says I will be in Phoenix for the Super Bowl. Go Eagles! There you go. Well, who, who's going? Who's going with me? Texas person back. Yeah. You want a carpool? Shotgun. Texas. Because you know, Mike will be in the car with us. Yeah, that's right. Texas says birds fly upside down over Philadelphia because there isn't anything wrong worth crapping on in that place. Ooh, that's uh, clever. Maybe it's because they fly upside down in Philadelphia because they know it's it's too too nice to crap on. You ever think about that? No. Huh? <laughs> yeah, put that in your pipe and smoke it there, Texer. Texas, Mike, I heard Greer on a uh, coffee show speaking about how we still don't. Come on. Here comes the Kenny Payne stuff. Don't have a clear X's nose philosophy in men's basketball. Kenny just repeats culture and the results on the floor. Don't tell my untrained eye what he's actually trying to do on offense and defense. Any thoughts? We, we, we can get to. I have thought one. Why are you bringing up basketball? Two. Why are you why are you, why you bringing up old stuff? Why 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 you got why you got to point out Greer goes on other shows and, and ignores us? He wants to go on this show. We just don't let him. Is that who I keep hanging up on? Probably. <laughs> Does he ask you to come on? You're like, yeah, I'll think about it. He's not coming on. Yeah. <laughs> We don't need you guys. We'll talk basketball in the I'm, second hour. I'm enough for you. We will, we will get there. Oh, man. Look at I, I, my four trending topics right now. What? <laughs> AP Top 25. Is are, is testicle trending still? Testicle, testicle Gene Hackman yeah. and Kristen Patrick. Yeah. I've seen it all day. Like, I got this is the first time I've seen it on there. Well, before, cause before that, it was all Stormy Daniels I kept seeing on there. Ooh, what's she back? I don't know what she's done. She's... uh. She's done something, I guess. I didn't click on it. Or someone. Or someone. <laughs> Texas visiting uh, Notre Dame in 2014 when we went up and beat them made me realize that tradition will always be more valuable than sponsors. Cardinal Stadium was an awesome name, and it paid homage to those who made UVA football what it is. Huge L for the brand. I mean. I have no problem giving it a corporate name, but I am not a fan of dropping the Cardinal. I think that was a huge mistake. It's it's always had a name though. Like it's, yeah, I know. I, again, I have no problem having a name, but the dropping the cardinal from it completely, I think that was a huge mistake. Like Cardinal Stadium was only Cardinal Stadium from 1982 to 97. That like that's it. It's been something else every other year that it's existed. I guess besides the last three or whatever. Yeah. So it's not like it, it's this this name that's been around for since 1890, like Notre Dame Stadium. It's been it was. It was. Uh, but it's always been Cardinal Stadium involved in the name though. No, it was Fairground Stadium is where we played before. It was, we played at DuPont Manual Stadium. It was like the 50s? The, the, the 50s. We played at Fairground Stadium until 1981. And then it was Papa John's Cardinal Stadium after the... In 97 when they built right. what we're in now, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always, but the one on the fairgrounds, that was just always called, it was always called Cardinal Stadium, wasn't it? Called Fairground Stadium. Until 1981? Yeah. It's Fairground Stadium. We played at yeah, Maxwell Field. We weren't born Field. for that, so that doesn't count. We played at Parkway born. Field. We played at Eclipse Park. Like, it's, it's barely ever been just Cardinal Stadium. In our life, I mean, in our lifetimes, it's always been Papa John's Cardinal Stadium, and now it's LNN Credit Union Stadium or LNN Stadium. Or well, whatever. in our lifetimes, it's always been Card, except for one year of mine. I know, but Pop, but it had it had the sponsor on it. This person, yeah, yeah, this no, yeah. Saying, like, I have no sponsor. problem with the sponsor on there. I, I agree. I, I don't agree with that. I, the texture I agree with is that you shouldn't have dropped Cardinal completely. I think that was a huge mistake. It does like adding the adding the sponsor. I don't give two bleeps. I don't blame them. You need a sponsor. I mean, if we were going to if we were going to be fine with Papa John's Cardinal Stadium, I think we should be fine with just about anything at this point. Or but at least the they left KFC the Cardinal on there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it is what you call call whatever you want. I know. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Really Your matter. approval does matter to me. You have no idea how much. 
Like, uh, I go home at night. I'm like, can I order some food? I'm but like, you're you're bringing up something that's not what the texture was talking about, though. Is, oh, is, is my point. I thought he was mad just because like me that they dropped it. He just doesn't want to sponsor. He wants it off. just to be Cardinal State. Oh, I, yeah, that's not gonna work. Texas research probably shows that a lot of the NFL viewership is current and former military. Ever notice all the military promotions in November and the pregame of literally yeah, they every sporting that, event in the past 100 years? Yeah, you know, the NFL charges the the uh, the, the military to uh, to do those appreciations and stuff. I mean, I'm not shocked. Yeah, it, nothing surprises me about what the NFL does. Yeah, so I mean, it's I, I get what the Texas saying why they show that commercial, but maybe okay. But it just seems like a waste of money to. to to advertise to push something that only a certain group can actually join. It reminds me of when they run the like the Masters ads nonstop on CBS. Like they'll do it starting like this month. Like the Masters coming up on CBS. Like we know. Like or if you don't know, you're probably not watching. Like why do we need it? Like every NCAA tar- basketball game that is on in February, they run Masters ads nonstop. I'm like, well, that's those are promos by by the station. Though. I know, but like who who are they targeting? If you're watching this and you're a golf fan, you know when the Masters is on. You know what channel it is. And if you're not, you're not going to watch anyway. I don't understand the just incessant, nonstop Masters commercials. But I also the same way about milk. Like, why why do you need to advertise milk? <laughs> like, I love the Got Milk ads back in the day, but like, it's milk. Doesn't it kind of sell itself? Do you really do you really need to do you really need to pay advertise uh, like celebrities and stuff to pretend to drink milk? Because people are going to buy milk, right? Maybe not. I mean, it's the war on milk these days. I mean, it's. Maybe they not might buy two percent. They might buy skim. They might buy the one with the purple top. I don't know, but I mean, which, which one has the purple top? I don't even remember. Who knows? Who knows? Let's know by colors. I know I buy blue milk. <laughs> Texas, can we hear the Vance Bedford get on the train clip since Jeff Brom has it rolling? Yeah, that's. That, I mean, if we had Vance on the uh, back on the staff, it would work perfectly to play that clip again. But I mean, we've had again a lot of intersection between this football program and trains over the years. Did now? Did they? Did they avoid doing this? this deal until Satterfield left. So when, if they did it, when he was here, people wouldn't be like, send him out on a rail. <laughs> <laughs> He's a vagabond. Can we, can we, when we beat an opponent, can we do the no ticket and just throw him off, throw him <laughs> off the train? <laughs> Runaway train never come. Hey, back. now come on. Don't, don't spoil the songs. Come that, that, that's again, what song do we, we come out to crazy train? Maybe, uh, I'll aboard the train and ride it. Come, Come on, on the, the train. train. It's a choo-choo. Yeah. Uh, we could do the, the Trick Daddy version, too, of uh, Crazy Train. <laughs> the, the, the Trick Daddy version. Yeah. We can make that happen. Texas says, uh, spring game, uh, I can't wait to hear. No, no one comes into our house and pushes us around and enter Sandman and starts playing. No one comes in our house. We're going to run the train on you. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of danced around it there for a while, and you just, as you tend to do, just fully dove in headfirst. Texas. Uh, I like I like the belly flop in the water. Texas play the trick daddy version. There you go. Perfect timing on that. Don't one. think I can play that. So, I don't even know what it's There's an that. edited version somewhere. I'm sure there is. I've never even heard it. Oh, I know if it's by trick daddy. I'm not playing it. Texas says, um, yeah, a lot of people just re- reminding us that Monty went to Ole Miss, which we appreciate. Yeah. Sorry, I missed that. I missed a lot of those things. Yeah. Texas, which will happen first? Louisville wins another title or AI takes over the world? I mean, how's the AI take over? I mean, we've had AI for a while now, right? Yeah, but it's getting weird. It's getting like, like, is this like making me look like a Simpsons character version type thing? Well, no, that's just basic Photoshop. That's <laughs> pretty fancy to me. Like, they can make videos of people <clears throat> like out of nowhere. These deep fake videos are, are terrifying. Now they have all these sorts of programs that can type up emails for you. It, it's it's too much. Oh, I don't have to actually type my own email? No. 
Like, is this like make people look like different? I mean, I, mean, I, I don't understand. Like, like what, what, what's so terrifying about this? The fact that you can like fake anything now with AI. I've been I've had people faking stuff to me up for my whole life. Yeah. Texas you should be used to it by now as well. Yeah, not. Texas that they'd have a good crowd at the spring game if the Mike Rutherford show did the play-by-play and it was a meet-and-greet with Mike Rutherford afterwards, just saying. I don't think that's true at all, but thank you. <laughs> do I get to come? <laughs> yeah, you can do play-by-play. Do I get the color guy? Sure. I can be Tony Romo. Texas, no matter what the stadium was going to be named, people were always going to act like there was something wrong with it. LNN Stadium sounds like a $2 million a year good deal to me. Yeah, I'm fine with it. No, I'm okay with it. Just have Trevor try chat GPT to type a mock email. It's scary, but it's really cool. I've got my friends who do like big business people are like, they're all about it. They're like, oh, this is going to save me so much time. It's what's up. I'm going to get so just like prints up the email for you. It like types out like basically like, save you. If you're sending like an inner office email, you like, I guess send in like a, a couple of details and it will like use, go through all of your email, use the way that you typically type like your tendencies and language to type out an email that sounds like you. And has the necessary details that you want to convey to this person on your own. Didn't it take like two minutes to write an email? I mean, sometimes more, I guess. I guess if you ever send a bunch of them, it saves you like an hour. Ooh, an hour. Well, to some people, an hour, <laughs> they can get a lot done in an hour. <laughs> Texture says, people just hate change. We literally play in the KFC Yum Center. We like it because we had immediate success there, but let's not act like the name doesn't suck. Totally agree. Name does suck. It's terrible. Yeah. There's an exclamation point in the middle of it. It's all. <laughs> That's never to. Like, by the way, if you're like when you're talking about the Yum Center when you're like texting, do you add the exclamation point? I I don't use it in writing. I, I refuse I just, to acknowledge it. I, I won't I've, do it. I've caught myself doing that. Like somebody, I don't know why. Like what would bring me to like break to, to say you know KFC Yum Center, but every time I always do, I always add the exclamation point right after the um. I won't do it even in text. I don't know why I do. I loved, so... People I would, probably get it like, what the hell's wrong with this? Why is he yelling at me? I was in law school, and I remember being in, and like, Eric Crawford sent me an email. I was like, hey, I've, I'm working on a story. I would love to talk to you about it. And I'm like, oh, this Eric Crawford wants to use me as a quote for a story. I'm like, this is going to be something big. And it was because he knew I'd written so much about how much I hated exclamation points early on in my, <laughs> my tenure of writing. And he wanted my thoughts on the KFC Yum Center having an exclamation. He basically wanted me to have, like, a funny quote that he could put in the middle of the story. And I was like taking, I walked out in the middle of class at law school, walked out of law, law class, do this interview. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can, I'll dance for you. No problem. Don't worry <laughs> about it. I'll give, I'll give you what you want here. You took law school so seriously. Yeah, that's why, why I didn't last. That's why you're here with me. That's exactly right. Let's take a break. When we come back, hour number two, we'll get into basketball. Uh, I guess. I mean, we, there's going to be something else we can talk about, right? Let's fight. Let's, 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 let's get the fighting words out. Get ready for basketball. It's coming your way. Hour number two here. Rolls on next on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. I never saw you
There we go. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. You know not to interrupt the most. My brother Bristow here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big Egg. Reacting to the new stadium rights deal at Cardinal Stadium, which will now be known as LN Federal Credit Union Stadium. Train station, baby. All aboard. Let's go. If you're wondering how that stacks up nationally, it's perfect with Brom coming in. Like everybody's jumping on the train now. There you go. If you're wondering how that stacks up nationally, $2.07 million is what the annual deal, uh, what the deal is going to pay Louisville annually. It's the third highest stadium naming rights deal that there is in college football right now. Really? I love that it's $220,000 more per year than Kentucky. Just barely. <laughs> Just a little bit more. Yeah, take that, Kroger. The biggest naming rights deal is uh, USC, which they play at you know, Memorial Coliseum. It's technically United Airlines Field at LA uh, Memorial Coliseum. They get paid $4.3 million per year. Wait a minute, that's longer than us, and they were allowed to keep Memorial in it? Well, yeah. Washington plays at Alaska Airlines Field at Husky Stadium, but, which pays them $4.1 million. We pay play at LNN Federal Credit Union, the third highest, third most lucrative stadium uh, naming rights deal in all of college football. Kentucky is fourth. Houston is fifth. Rutgers, Minnesota, Maryland, UCF, and North Texas round out the top ten. I don't know. In fact, Rutgers in their context plays the sting of it. Well, uh, the, the, <laughs> biggest, like, the biggest programs in college football don't have stadium naming rights deals. That's true, yeah. Who does, who, where does, I thought Houston played in like the... They play at TDECU Stadium. You got having a stroke or something? What, what? TDECU Stadium. I thought they played in the same place as the Texans, though. That's why I was just confused. I think they got. I think that was. They played there when that stadium was being built. Yeah, I just figure, why wouldn't you want to play in that stadium though? It's like Tulane plays in the. Uh, I guess well, they have their own stadium now. They, they don't play in the, uh, the Superdome anymore. They do have their own stadium. Yeah, they end up getting it built. I take that back. Yeah, I think Tulane. Usually, Tulane once actually hosted a Super Bowl. There you go. It's usually. A, a temporary yeah. deal. Ironic to, to, to connect the two dots. Why did Tulane host the Super Bowl? Because who was supposed to host it that year was the Astrodome, and it didn't get built in time. There you go. And the Astrodome went on to never host a Super Bowl. Let's talk basketball because it's the second hour, and we have to. We've, we've, we've neglected it for as long as we possibly can. I mean, I only had like two cigarettes for the show today. You did get it. You were now early. I, I mean, I need to so like. You're, you're, you're sleepy. Can we do this show? I am. Can we do this, this segment like outside so I can smoke during it? Yeah, you can just leave if you want to. I mean, I, do you want to stay and talk about this? No, but I don't either. <laughs> it's the job. We have to. People are asking questions on the text line. I feel like we need a raise for this segment. We need a raise for the season, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> it was so bad. I mean, it, just jump right into it. It's one thing to make me get up at noon on Saturday. It's another thing to make me get up at noon on a Saturday and just basically take a giant dump of my cornflakes and tell me to eat it. I mean, that's what, that's what I did on That's what happened to me on Saturday morning. Don't need that visual, but okay. <laughs> Could have gone without that. <laughs> it wouldn't even let me put sugar on the damn thing. You knew, and this was, I, I we glossed over the game on Friday because I, I was trying to tell you, I'm like, this is a bad Notre Dame team. They're one and nine in the ACC. But when you look at their profile, it's not ideal for us because they're the best three-point shooting team in the ACC. We refuse to defend good three-point. We, we refuse to defend anybody. So this was, they're going to get open looks. They're going to score on us. Defensively, they're bad, but we can't take advantage of bad defensive teams. They don't force any turnovers. They were the second worst team in the country at forcing turnovers. But we don't need you to force turnovers because we're just going to give them to you. So it felt like a bad, bad setup to begin with. And then we come out and we look. I mean, we've looked like we don't care for most of the season. But my God, we took the not caring to another level we, in the first did. half on on Saturday. I mean, we just have guys. I mean, 
the end of the first half. Walking with their hands in their pants to guard yeah. three-point shooters, not taking – I mean, we come out, we turn the ball over in our first two possessions, and I'm like, here we go. Just <laughs> hand it right to them. Of the announcers debating on who gets the first turnover. The announcer – That was like the first thing they talked about the first two minutes of the game. It was like – should we give that one to Ellis or we give it to Curry? I'm the announcers like, started playing trivia before the first <laughs> half ended, which has become a common theme of every Louisville game this year. They just start playing trivia, which I'm fine with, honestly. I'm like, just, yeah, give me some distraction here. I mean, we come out, we just we let a really good three-point shooting team take wide-open three-pointers, which, by the way, Notre Dame shot below their season percentage for the, for the year from three. We, we don't make them uncomfortable at all on offense, which you expected. We don't compete at all. We, we look like we just want to get home as fast as possible, which is the way that it wound up playing out. It, it was just, I mean, do you give them credit for taking a 30-point second-half deficit and getting it down to 14? I mean, no. is that where we are now where people are like, well, they they kept fighting? And that was as that, much that, about Notre fine. Dame as it was about Louisville. That Notre Dame team I mentioned on Friday, the one good thing about getting behind against them early was they have they, they kind of get terrified when they have a big lead. They've blown three games where they've led by uh, 12 points or more in the second half. And you could see them kind of, like, they, they started missing layups. They missed the wide-open shots that they were hitting in the first half. That was more about them than it was about us. And I don't say that as a knock on our team. I say it as what I think is a fact. Like, like they just, they missed wide-open layups. If they'd made layups, if they made the shots that we were giving them that they made in the first half, that lead hovers around 20 to 30 the entire time, and we don't have any positives to take away. If you are looking for positives, though, manual core four. A lot of energy around the basket. Looked kind of good in his first outing. Also, Fabio Basile, I thought, looked good when he got some Did run. Did he airball for a shot? I don't know if he airballed I'm it. I'm pretty sure airballed He got his own rebound and put it back in. He, did was, he was 3 of 5 from the field. He had uh, had a block, he had 5 rebounds in just 18 minutes. He did have 4 fouls. He's very clearly raw. But Skinner not thought too for some reason. He plays hard, which is all that I think anybody wants to see yeah. at this point. I mean, Basile gets in there. He played well. Um, down the stretch, I think people want to see more of him. Overall, though, it was just it was bad. It was bad. It was an embarrassment. It was. It was. It was. It's the type of game I left going like I just watched Georgia Tech also lose like by forty five to Duke, and I still don't think we can beat Georgia Tech. We got a couple. I mean, the, the way we this ended the that first now. the first half ended with us just basically. I mean, just the, the giving him the ball. I think it was Ree who threw the pass. To, it, was, it was, and then just. Watching him just fall to his knees right after he threw it because he knew what he did. He knew he, the second the ball left his hand, he's like, he's like, oh my god! I'm surprised you didn't watch him walking towards the bench as the guy was sprinting down the court for a layup. And then we didn't even mm-hmm. attempt a half court shot. We inbound the ball. I think it was Mike James. Just like, he just dri- dribbled, he just dribbled it, yeah. it. I was like, what are we? Doing? We didn't even try to run after the the, the the player on the layup on the on the turnover. We just just turned around like. Oh well, it's so. I mean, it was unbelievably bad. It's it's all so unbelievably bad. We might have a record. Have we given up a, like a, a fast break layup at the end of every half this season? Maybe. I mean, there's a good chance that we have. The only exception would be the uh, who did we play just a second ago before uh, who who beat uh, that they missed the layup the game the game right before oh us. Boston College yeah they actually missed it, but they had it they did they just missed it which made us think we were actually going to come you know actually win that game and we didn't. We were 11 in that game. I mean, just, just 12. 12 damn. Unbelievable. Oh, I, I mean, it's just pathetic. These were supposed to be, this was supposed to be the stretch where we had four games against winnable uh, opponents, beatable opponents. We're going to get one of them. We've lost by 11 and 12 in the first two. And we were up by 12 in the first one and down by 30 in the second one. Almost identical scores, by the way. It was, despite the the, the differing ways that we got there. And now the question becomes, 
do we have any shot on Wednesday against Georgia Tech? We're not bringing much momentum into this bad boy, but Georgia Tech, it goes without saying, they're terrible. They're 8-13 and overall. They have, if we're talking about teams that have less talent than us, they clearly have less talent than we do. So does Boston College. They're 1-10 in the ACC. We are 0-10. They have lost seven straight. We've lost 10 straight. Their only win is a super bizarre win over Miami at home. Uh, Georgia Tech has been really, really bad away from home. They're one and five. I, I say all this to say, all the signs say that we should have a fighting chance in this game. I'm not sure that we do. No, I'm not picking this. I can tell you right now, I'm not picking this thing over game. I told you before the Notre Dame game, I was done. I mean, Tech's lost my their, my, my, my my back was broken at, at Boston College. They've lost their five game last five games by double figures, and the last few they lost to Duke by 43, they lost to Clemson by 21, they lost to Syracuse by 17. Right, if it's going, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen on Wednesday. This Louisville, is our only shot. Louisville walk. You hear those stats? You know what I hear? I hear Louisville saying, "Hold my beer." Well, you know what the kids say? Yeah, but we can say "hold my beer," but we don't have stats as bad as that. The last four, <laughs> like that, we've lost at least closer than they have in recent weeks. But I didn't we have more? Tur- we had actually had a better. We had actually had a assisted uh, turnover ratio that, against Notre Dame that was good, right? Well, we, I know we had twelve turnovers. I don't think we had more than 12 assists. Uh, we had 13 assists. Look at that. Look at the, the one time of the year we had a positive uh, assistant turnover ratio, I think. If it's ever going to happen, it's going to happen against that. Again, that team forces the third fewest turnovers in all of college basketball. And yeah, we still gave them 12. We still gave them 12. It's so bad. I'm, I'm so, my brain is so broken by watching this team. I was, oh, watching, no I was watching Kentucky, Kansas a little bit, and it was like midway through the second half. And they're like, Kentucky with 13 turnovers and, and Kansas with 10. I'm like, this is a pretty clean game. Damn. I'm like, they're, I'm like, they're this late. Only 23 combined. I'm like, we usually have 23 ourselves by this point. Is it, does it, do you also get depressed when you watch those games now? Where they, it's, yeah. Like, it's, it looks like a different sport. Yeah. It's like, we're so bad. I'm like, this was us. Like, I was watching, I watched the Kentucky-Kansas game too, and I kept, I kept thinking to myself, like, we're just not good. I mean, we're not in the realm of being good. We're not within shouting distance of being good. Uh, we are two and nineteen now. That and how they created Dick not go. They created Dick could not go to Wichita State. He just oozes Wichita State. Well, he's better than Wichita State. I know he's, he's Wichita State player. Two and nineteen, zero and ten in the conference. Uh, ten straight losses, uh, which sets a new record for this season for losing streak. And Notre Dame. I feel like every game we play now is against the new worst team in the ACC because the previous worst team in the ACC just beat us. So we've got like, Notre Dame was. I hate to tell you something. We are the worst team in the ACC. <laughs> That's why I keep saying next worst team. Notre oh. Dame was the next worst team in the ACC. They had one win. They beat us. They get two. Boston College was the same thing. And now it's Georgia Tech, who's the next worst team in the ACC at one and ten. And uh, we'll see what happens on Wednesday. But that to be helpful. It's just still the only assist we get all season as a team is helping other teams get wins. It's not good that Kenny Payne is trending on Twitter after every game, and it's never, it's it's never anything good. I think we've established his outfit has nothing to do with this, right? The outfit, the the we can at least agree to that we've learned that in the last over the weekend over this week. If anything, <laughs> the Star Trek look is is helping us because it's he's worn it for our only two wins. <laughs> True, we might be owing whatever we are twenty three. If, what, what did EMU do this weekend? They didn't win, did they? I don't know. I haven't looked either. That's on you to keep up with. I've given up on us. I don't. I only want bother. We're not going to win the game all well, year. I got some bad news for you. Did they win? They beat Miami Ohio. I mean, yeah, we're not they, they, five wins. You're going to be five hundred dollars. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm tapped. They could. We could take two wins away. Scoots can forget to do the uh, do do his job the next two days, and we still won't catch up. I mean, it doesn't matter. We're not. We weren't getting four. We're not getting three. I'm done. We're two and whatever. Did you get any money from your fantasy football wins? 
so enough you, to cover this. Okay, there you go. So yeah. that covers the the five hundred dollars that you're going to be yeah. out for thinking for having the audacity of for thinking, living in a fantasy world, thinking that we were going to get more than four wins to think that we could win maybe win more games than the worst team in the Mid American Conference. By the way, this if we switch coaching staffs. Does this team does Ernie can't do a better job with this team? Well, it's, he's not the coach. At, he's oh really Stan sure. Heath. My Stan bad. Stan Heath is. Um, my bad, wrong. But uh, yeah, Ernie can't. Well, I'm thinking Kenny Payne. I guess my mind went Ernie. Can't. By the way, Georgia Tech right now is 197 on Ken Palm, which puts them just three spots away from this becoming the first power conference game in the Ken Palm era, which dates back to 2001. That would pit a 200 level team versus a 300 level team in a power conference. That's how bad this is. This, this game coming up on Wednesday. They're 197. And think about that. They're one in 10. They're not, they're getting blown up by everybody. They're so bad. We're 300. Exactly. We're over a hundred spots worse than them. I mean, Pastor's as nice a guy as he's supposed to be. He should lose this game for us. Well, no, he's not going to. I could be right at the airport, but I ain't losing the game. <laughs> I just, and I finally did tweet it out. I have the same thought after every game when it's like fully processed. I just sit there and I'm like, I can't believe we're this bleeping bad. And I finally said it and people are like, how do you not at this point? I'm like, I know that we're this bad. I can't believe big picture as somebody who's followed this program for over 35 years can see us in this place. Two and 19. Two and 19. We're going to be, we have lost 20 games one time in 110 years, right? We're going to lose our 20th game this week, whether it's Wednesday or Saturday. And it's going to happen in early February when we still have like five full weeks of the season to go. We've never lost more than 20 games in a season. We may accomplish that this week. It's just all so mind-blowing and so damn depressing. So I was watching on Saturday and watching this team play the way they do. It made me think, I nailed the Eagles are going to win because there's no way God would make both my teams this bad. Like I, I've, I've got to have some, there's got to be some silver lining, right? I'm going to watch this get beat by Georgia Tech, and I'm going to go put a bunch of money on us in the Super Bowl. We are right now, if you wanted more, so we're no. 300th on Ken Palm. I want less. We are 337 in the net. We are 307 in the RPI. We're 314 in ESPN's BPI. And we're 304th on Bart Torvik. There's no major analytical ranking system that has us as one of the 299 best teams in college basketball. We won the national championship 10 years ago. We were the best out of 363 teams that year. And now we're not even top 300. It's it's just beyond anything I've ever seen. But yeah. the ladies won. The ladies did win. It was a much-needed victory after a couple of disappointing weeks. They went on the road and beat a good Syracuse team on their home floor. Um, like we said on Friday, if there's going to be this run and if they're going to become a dangerous team that has a chance to make a run as like a 5-6 seed to the Final Four, it feels like that, that gelling and that getting hot needs to start happening right now. And... It was nice to see them get the job done uh, on on Sunday afternoon. They also, I mean, it was kind of a different way that they won the game. They they didn't just rely on Haley Van Lith. Haley only took she was only two of eleven, so she her struggles continued. But you had like Harris scored eighteen. Liz Dixon came off the bench to score eleven. They just kind of they did it by committee. I think Walls is throwing out a bunch of different lineups. I mean, you had let's see. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You you had twelve different women play play minutes in this game, and he is typically like to go with the shorter bench at this point in the season. Instead, I think he still is trying to figure things out. I think he's still not finding the right combination of players to you know, to make us a legitimate national threat. 
And I think he's just throwing anything at the wall together at this point to see what sticks. But they played good defense. They played really hard. They you know, it got a little bit dicey again in the second half, and they were able to pull it out by 12 over a, a good, not great Syracuse team. And now they turn their attention to a big week ahead. They're going to play North Carolina on Saturday, I believe. I think that's Saturday. It's either Saturday or Sunday. This weekend, they're going to host North Carolina, who's a nationally ranked opponent. That's the first of uh, three nationally ranked games that they still have on the schedule. So it's time. It's time to get it going. Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. It's so weird to hear talking about a basketball team winning. I know. Um, By the way, Scoots texted in and said, Mike, how in the heck can you sit there and say that Louisville has more talent than anyone? I don't know much about Georgia Tech, but I'd venture to say their talent is way better. I disagree. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. we do it because we've watched these teams play, Scoots. We do. 502-414-1450 is the hey, Thornton's one over the weekend. Is the Thornton sex line. Indiana's kind of getting right. I think that they're, I mean, TJD kind of also making a late case for National Player of the Year. He's been really good. Who's that? Trace Jackson Davis. Oh, yeah. Your boy, you love him. I do. I, I've, I've been saying for years, he's better than all our starting lineup combined. I actually have. I would trade our starting lineup for Trace Jackson Davis. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't care. You can put Zam Payne out there. And, I mean, we're, we're going to win more than two games. If we have him on the roster with all our backups. If he was, a, we trade. Who would our starting lineup be with Trace Jackson? If we traded a starting lineup for him. Zam Payne. Fabio at the point. Yeah. Um, I guess technically we would have Weathers because he comes off the bench. Well, or Huntley Hatfield now. I don't know. He's not yeah. playing. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. We'd still be a better team. We'd still be a better team. I think Indiana's actually good. That's my that's my hot take right now. I know they I, had that little dip. I think they're good. I'm just not a huge Mike Woodson fancy coach. That's the only reason I'm, I'm a little iffy on which is another reason why I was iffy on Kenny Payne as well. I mean, he's only second year. I know. I wasn't big on his coach because, I mean, I know his tenure from the NBA as well, though. He's someone underachieved there, too. I mean, he's, he's overachieved so far for sure. Is he overachieved? Yeah, they're supposed to be terrible last year. They won 21 games. They, go, they went to the first four, that's right. Yeah. They won a game, yeah. yeah. And they got beat by St. Mary's badly. Um, but I think they, I think that they're I think they're good. I, I'm, I'm in on Indiana right now. Texter says, 502-414-1450. If we don't win against Georgia Tech, do you see another game left that we could maybe? I mean, no. It's, it's, it doesn't matter. We, the last two games were winnable games. If we don't win against Georgia Tech, Florida State is the next winnable game, most winnable game at home. And they've already blown us out early in the season. I think that they're... They had a period there where it looked like they were getting better, and they've since kind of regressed. But I've made this point like a few weeks ago, and it was just not an alarmist thing, but it was like the hardest part of our schedule still hasn't come. We still have, like, if you think it's been bad recently, we end the season with Miami starting mid-February. We already saw what they did to us once. Already destroyed us once, and that was on our home floor. Yeah. We give two games against Virginia. We've got a game against Clemson, who's, who's flirting with an NCAA tournament. We might have scored 30 points against Virginia. We still have to play Duke. And then we get GT again and Virginia Tech at home. Did you mention Clemson? Yeah. Okay. Like, if we can't get one in this two-week stretch, probably ain't happening. Until we get to the ACC tournament, and we're, we're going to win five. God, I mean, I'm, we might have scored 30 points against Virginia. Which time? Combined? Yeah. We might not. I'm serious. I mean, think about all the— We might be the first team in college basketball history to have more turnovers than points in that game. Think about all the great teams that we've had since we joined the ACC that just looked like they had no idea how to attack that pack line defense. Every day, They just looked confused. They kind of like wanted to shrug their shoulders. Now think about this team. 
which looks confused if you throw out. Picturing a time to kill the closing statement. They look <laughs> confused the moment they walk on the floor and the moment they leave the floor. I don't know if they're just going like, to curl up in a ball and cry midway through the first half in that game. Pull up in the fetal position. <laughs> just like, look, look over at Kenny Payne and be like, I, what do you want me to do? Take me out. I, I don't know what to do. I, I, we're, not, we're not accomplishing anything here. Those two games, man, I've, I've always said like I'll never not watch Louisville play. But if oh, you, it's going to be ugly. If you ever gave me a free pass, it'd be one of those two games. I that, mean, which one, too, though? The one, probably the last The last one's going to be even worse. It's regular season finale. <laughs> yeah. It's their senior day. They're, I think, I think speaking of teams that I think are good, I think Virginia's good. Well, they're always good. I think they're the best team in the ACC. Yeah, I mean, they're always going to be good because they're also well-coached, no matter who they have on their team talent-wise. But, like, they're going to be gearing up for an NCAA tournament run. They're they're playing for seed. Like, they're going to be locked in for that game, and we are going to be us. Like, how bad do you feel if you're the announcers for that last game? Like, what, what did it's I It's going to be a nationally televised game, too. I know. They'll start the trivia five minutes in. Ah. <sighs> They're just going to be whoever's the play-by-play guy parked in the boss's spot. So I'm here at John Paul Jones Stadium calling this game. We laugh because we have to. We have laugh because we're out of tears. I have no more. I have no more. To quote Ozzy, I have no more tears. Did you see the the picture of Kenny Clown with Rick Pitino? I did. And I mean, I mean, just. I started putting out the lyrics to driver's license. I mean, since that picture came out at a point when we're two and nineteen or two and thirty or two and I don't know if that's our record or our shooting percentage. I haven't decided yet. But either way, it's both. It's <laughs> two games with nineteen turnovers. The that saw that and I was like, oh good lord! This and they is, came back from seventeen down to win that that's game. That's not gonna. That's not gonna help. And Patino was like, all we need now is Tom Jurich up here. I'm like, don't do this to him. I know. Don't, I mean, it's, don't do this. I thought the same thing. I blame Kenny honestly for our problems. Klein, not Payne. <laughs> there's a Kenny to be blamed somewhere his retirement the selfish son of a he he ruined us he walked away properly though Texas how many wins do we have if Kenny Klein was coaching this team more than two my friends just randomly started naming people over the weekend that they thought would have more wins if they were the coach like like people from our childhood they're like they're like our 6th grade religion teacher Miss Purcell I'm like oh god what about if we coach would we have more I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm I've not. got a pretty successful coaching career in St. Matthews. We all know that you yeah. are the, the, the John Wooden of St. Matthews. I, not to mention all-star tournaments. I won back-to-back all-star tournaments at J-Town and Fern Creek. No big deal. Just, just no brag. What was your style? What was your pressing defense? Oh, I, well, we weren't allowed to press until only in the, in the <laughs> last two minutes of the second and fourth quarter, but I had, I had my guys meeting them right at half court. Like, as soon as they got over that half court, we're trapping. I'll never, I'll never forget. I went out to. We had to. Uh, I want to say we'd won. We'd won the year before, and this was. I guess I was coaching. I coached them when they were eleven at the time, and uh, Douglas Beaumont was one of our guards. Okay, and he's a real good basketball. Player. Very good, and he's when I and you you laugh when I say this, but that was literally the rule in in little leagues at J Town and Fern Creek All Stars is you can only press last two minutes of the second and fourth quarter, so. I wasn't making it up. We'd have Douglas like literally meet him at half court. Like, cause he would just drive every guard insane. And I remember I went to the meetings the next year. I had, uh, my uncle had me go cause he couldn't do it for the, like the drawing of where people were yada, yada. And I just remember one of the, the coaches being like, Doug, is Douglas Beaumont back? And I'm like, yeah, he'll be there. He's like, good. Uh, <laughs> He's like just smiling. Trying to, like, you can just tell like, you know, the, the, 
the, the, the wheel rolling around his head going, oh, crap. This kid was a nightmare to me last year. And he was a nightmare every year for all the opponents out there. He was a beast, man. He was. He was a good basketball player. Great. Obviously, a great football player. Yeah. I remember hearing about him coming up and people being like, he's. And if he'd gotten a little bit bigger, I think he would have been a, a big time, big time. Player. I was honestly a little surprised he ended up going to you. I think the timing of where Uba was, the football program worked out perfect for him. But yeah, I was a little surprised because I just didn't know. I didn't think he was big enough to play Louisville either. Uh, Texture says, Did you see Goodman, McCall, and Doster over the weekend? They did fans QA and a cards fan asked about us. Goodman went ahead and say, said KP is a good assistant coach, and that's about it. And Doster added the obvious epic failure in the portal, particularly with guards. I did not see them talk about it, but they've talked about it before. And they, yeah. And there's reason to believe that he is only a good assistant coach. I mean, there's argument there. I mean, we, we've discussed, I feel like we've discussed the same talking points because nothing's really changed since November. We <laughs> thought it was going to get somewhat better, and it really hasn't. It really has. But one of the strangest things about the dynamic with all this is typically when a coach is having a, a really hard time, the local scene is much harder on him than the national scene is, i.e. with Scott Satterfield. Now, Satterfield clearly did not have these types of, uh, of di- disappointing seasons, but there was a, a Chris point, Mack, too. Chris Mack here, for sure, but w- with Satterfield and Mack, it seemed like the you, you had this dynamic of local people saying this isn't good enough, we have better standards than this, and the national people being like, come on, like, like you know, th- this is ridiculous that they're criticizing this guy. He's well thought of, thought of in football circles. He's well thought of in basketball circles. This is, you better be careful what you wish for. You make it somebody in his worst. And this, in this case, it's, I mean, we have a huge debate here raging about giving him more time, whether or not this is going to get better, whether or not what's happening in the recruiting trail is acceptable, whether or not it's a sign of things getting better. And nationally, pretty much everybody outside of the, you know, the, the announcers who are always going to be like, you know, they, Give the man time. Give the man the job. They're always in favor of the coach. They're, they're 0-12, but it's deceivable. <laughs> Deceiving. Deceiving. Deceivable. <laughs> Put it on the calendar. I mean, you had every announcer doing our games during 2017-18 was like, give David Padgett the full-time job. What are you waiting for? And we were like, really? I mean, it's, it's, it's always going to be the announcer. Well, in fairness, I was also on that You one. were, yeah. but you were not well-joined. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd take Padgett right now in a heartbeat. Well, yeah. But I think, I think nationally, the, to finish the point, yeah. nationally – all of the college basketball people, all of the basketball people, period, are like, this is a horrendous failure. Yeah, because unlike Satterfield, where we're complaining despite being 6-6, six and six, I'd give my three toes on my on my left foot right now for six wins. Well, I was talking more about the Hell, I'd the give up 500 year, bucks, apparently. When we, had, when we went 4-7, and seven, I think, was the... Even four wins! Yeah. I mean, like I said, <laughs> we have not had... This season is, is far worse than anything with Satterfield, but the dynamic is the same. I think the fact that the national is on board with the, the local is because the fact that we're two and nineteen, and it's not. It's well, I'm saying they're not on board with the local. I'm saying the local seems to be more split. Like you've got. Oh, okay. Well, you've got divided factions, whereas nationally it seems like everybody's on the same page. Like you're Louisville. How in the hell can this be okay? What are you talking about? What are you doing? This is atrocious. I mean, we played the San Vicini clip from a few weeks ago where he's like, "I've kind of seen enough." Like, like. If they're going to be a two, three, four win season, like if they wanted to pull the plug, I'd be okay with that. And Sam says, like, I'm never in favor of getting rid of a coach after a first year, but I'm not seeing anything that says that this is going to work long term. And I think that a lot of people here locally are on that page, but there's also a lot of people who are anti that. I mean, I see it in my mentions after every game. People are are furious that people are being so critical, whereas. Typically, it's the reverse. Locally, everybody's on the same page. Everybody's pissed off. Everybody yeah. wants the guy gone. And nationally, there's a lot more you know, tempered thoughts, if you want to phrase it that way. 
I mean, I, I, I say Kenny Payne comes back. I can't promise he'd finish the second season, though. I think you and I both are in agreement. I mean, I, I, again, unless he walks away his, by his own decision, you, you bring him back for one more year. Just I mean, the, And the only reason I'm okay with it is because I know also in, ba- in basketball, you can, you can turn it around much quicker than you can in probably much any other sport. Which is why I think you and I are both in agreement, and I'm not going to waver on this, that the standard for year two has to be make the tournament. Oh, there's no, there's, there's no, there's no arguing that. There's no debating it. There's... Well, I'm already seeing it from a lot of people. We had the texture a few weeks ago who was like, "I think him having this bad of a season is the best thing for him because if they win ten games next year, they can say, look at all this progress. Just give us another year, and we're going to win, you know, eight more and, and keep going.' And I'm not, I'm not by. You don't get a, a lower bar because you were so bad in your one because you were worse than anybody expected you to ever be because you were worse than any power conference team has been. That doesn't make us at a program of this stature. Lower the bar in year two. We said going into this, we wanted to be. Yeah, he used his ten win season already up. That's this year. Yeah, we we wanted to be. I, my standard. You said you wanted to be in the mix on Selection Sunday. I said I wanted to be about as good as last year's team was, and we are <laughs> woefully behind both of those goals. But year yeah. two, we both said, and everybody at the time before the season started agreed, the goal in year two has to be make the NCAA tournament. And it, I, I don't want to buy if we go ten and twenty three next year. And we look better than we do this year. I'm not buying that. Like I, I still think that's not good enough at a place like this, especially in this day and age. You, I mean, God forbid. Like, there's no way to not look better than this next year, right? You could pick up, take the the 13 of the 50 best high school players just in the city of Louisville, and you should be able to be better than this next year, or at least the same. Good God, I mean, I, I, he doesn't get a free pass for next year just because he was so bad this year. That's not the way that this works. And there's no, he's learning on the job. This is, I, I'll say it for the millionth time. This is Louisville. This is not Washington State. No disrespect to them. They were good under Tony Bennett. But they don't have the same standards that we do. This is not Moorhead State. This is not Kentucky State. This is not, this is not any of these other programs. This is a program that is above 98.5% of the sport. And, I mean, I, I get learning on the job, but also we, we have no, he hasn't learned anything since he's been here. We're not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. I mean, and, and you know what? I was winning ten games next year is considered an improvement. That's about the pace Kenny Payne's teams have been improving on. So I could see that by you know by year six we may be a tournament team. It reminds me of the beginning of the season when you're like, technically we have improved. Yeah, all, every game. And that's I'm like, how I feel. Yeah, yeah we, that's how I feel. Is getting ten wins next year is, is an improvement. It's like that's like saying we improved from bellerman to to miami i mean if we win five game next year technically it's going to be an improvement if we win seven in year three technically it'll be an improvement it that does not mean that it's good enough that is no. not the upward trajectory is not at a high enough slope for us to get this thing done it, it's yeah i mean kenny i'm gonna be hard on you and because you have dropped the ball turned the ball over like everybody else on this team in terms of coaching this season i'm not getting rid of you i'm giving you one more year you got a chance to come in next year, and, and you better kill it in the portal. You better show me that you know you can. It's 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 the tools, not the carpenter. Now, if Josh Hurd did ultimately decide that one year's enough, like, I, I can't go on. I'm also not going to be upset either. But I, that's where I was going because you're yeah. saying you, you would give him another year, but would you? Would you be like this isn't right if Josh Hurd was like no? Let me just tell you this. Okay. I fight more. The, the answer's already no. I, I, already I, 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 I right now, at this point, <laughs> will fight more to keep Cardinals Stadium name into the, into the naming rights than I would to keep Kenny Payne coming back. I'm more passionate about that right now than I am keeping Kenny Payne. 
I think that's fine. I, that's that's understandable. Let's take a break. When we come back, you guys have thoughts. We'll share more of those on the, the Thornton Sex Line. 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Begrudgingly talking about basketball here on It continues. Get on board. Get on board. Or get out of the way. All right. Now we were talking last segment about AI. So have you heard about Chat GPT? It's the new like Chat Roulette. No, it's the new <laughs> like automated system. You did like, Chat Roulette, didn't you? And I've never done Chat Roulette. No. I went under one time after I heard about. I'd been out for a couple of years or something. I never heard about. I went under one time. The only reason I ever knew about it was the South Park episode. I don't even know. I've seen that one. Like it was just like people jerking it. Oh yeah, it's every the, time they go. Yeah, I did, I did. I did get flashed twice while I went on there. Why would I ever want to do that? Why, why would, <laughs> sounds terrible. No, I, I've never done Chat Roulette, but Chat GPT is an automated service. You can type in like a couple of details, and it, it comes back with a story. And so somebody tweeted us. Uh, Troy Turbeville says, "I asked Chat GPT to tell a story about a guy named Trevor who takes a road trip to see his favorite team, the Eagles, play in the Super Bowl." He wanted to make the trip bad and have the Eagles lose in terrible fashion. <laughs> so here's this, this is what Chat GPT came up. What does GPT stand for? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Trevor had always been a diehard fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, true. So when he heard that they were going to play in the Super Bowl in Glendale, Arizona, he knew he had to be there to support his team. Yeah, that's true. He saved up all his money and finally got his hands on a ticket to the big game. Even selling blood, plasma, and sperm. Excited and filled with hope, Trevor packed his bags and hit the road. But from the start, things just seemed to go wrong. He got a flat tire and just a few miles out of town. I don't like this. He had to wait for hours for a tow truck. Yeah. Then when he finally made it back on the road, he got lost and ended up taking a detour that added hours to his journey. That sounds about right. As he got closer to Glendale, the excitement in him grew until he finally arrived at the stadium. But just as he was about to enter, he realized that he had left his ticket back at the hotel. He rushed back to retrieve it. But by the time he finally made it back to the stadium, the game had already started. The atmosphere was electric, and Trevor felt as though he was on top of the world. He cheered and yelled as the Eagles took the field. But as the game progressed, it became clear that things were not going well for his team. Despite their best efforts, the Eagles were simply outmatched. And by the end of the game, they had lost in a devastating fashion with the final score being 69-3. to <laughs> Trevor was beyond frustrated. He had endured so much bad luck on this trip, and for it all to end in such a lopsided loss for his team was almost too much to bear. He left the stadium feeling defeated, his heart heavy, as he thought about the journey home. However, despite the disappointment and bad luck, Trevor knew that his love for the Eagles would never fade. He would continue to support them through thick and thin, and he would always remember the road trip to the Super Bowl, even if the outcome was not what he had hoped for. How did Rupert when he hit the field if I got back to the game late? I know. I was kind of thinking the same thing. <laughs> that's, 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 that's why AI is never going to make it. I'm just, just You're never going to replace Card Chronicle. You, you got to have details, man. Come on. 
These bots. You can't leave these plot holes out there. They're not ready to take over the world just yet. They're not ready to take over the world just yet. We're good. So wait a minute. So somebody just like put like a few details. That's the story that came out. Yeah. I mean, could they just written it themselves? Takes way more time. Press a button. Done. Boom. I mean, are we literally living in a Bam. world where I'm shaming people for being lazy? I was gonna say it's like DoorDash. I mean, this is seriously bad, man. Like, I'm actually literally, I'm the one that has to point out being too lazy is, is, is enough. If you could press a button to do your production job, though, would you do it? That's what I, I do press buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, that's what I'm doing over here right now. All right, let's take a few more texts here before we wrap up the the second hour. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Texas Mike, have you considered writing a second book to unbleep the basketball curse that we've been living under? I, I think I've said it on the show before. I, I signed a contract to write a second book, but it was during the pandemic happened, and it was it was a very broad pitch. It was the history press. They were like, we want you to do a book on the, the history of Louisville basketball. One, it's a big ask, and at the time we just had Virginia and the pandemic was happening, and, and I didn't have time. And two... I was also like, even if I did have time, how the hell do I end this thing right now? And this was, keep in mind, this was like during the Chris Mack era where it looked like things were going to be okay. Like, I was like, I need some sort of fitting conclusion. Right? Imagine ending a book about Louisville basketball right now. Like the book, it would be the book version of the end of Starsky and Hutch, or I mean, sorry, I mean uh, the, the Sundance Kid movie. It'd be like, like the, the program's done. Like if you no, I want you to end it like Dumb and Louise. Like, we don't know what happens, but they're going off a cliff. The end of the book would be, <laughs> All this shady stuff happened in like from 2015 to 2017, and now the team's winning two games. And you would end the book and be like, "Well, they had a good run. They're done. Like that, that's it. Like, it would be the most depressing ending to a book ever. I need if I'm going to do a Louisville basketball history book, I need something that can be like at least some sense of hope." I thought I was depressed watching into the wrestle last night. I mean, just yeah, <laughs> I'm saying. So I'm like, I think you should do it like on a to be continued. I mean, just like write like 90 percent of it and then just like leave. Wait for as long as I can. I'm like 55 writing the the last chapter. <laughs> uh, Only two books were you going to do? We're going to do a third. No, this was this was the second pitch that they, they oh, sent okay. me. Um, Texas, we could lose 30 games, 10 regular season games, and one ACC tournament game remaining. Yeah, we could. Put that out, Texas. Yeah. Texas, I feel like Louisville is Kevin Owens, helpless in getting the crap beaten out of us. Oh, well, Kevin Owens might have had a bad set. I didn't get a chance to watch the Rumble. because Who won? I don't Did know Roman yet. Win? I don't know. Oh. And you know why I don't know? Because the good people at Peacock. So here, here's the deal. I wanted to watch Kentucky game, and I was going to watch the replay of the Royal Rumble, okay? But I hate, like, watching it. And don't tell me. I don't want to. Okay. Uh, Texas could probably text in and be mean, but that's fine. Because uh, I've, so I've actually stayed off of, like, some spoilers of it because I was going to watch it tonight because, like, so, I, okay, I watched UK game. I'm like, all right, it's Saturday night. You know, this is me on Saturday night. Watch UK game. Now I'm going to go watch we'll rumble and I'll start from the beginning because it was around what, 1030 or something. And apparently you can't like just start from the beginning during a live event on Peacock. That's annoying. Clearly they, they have not like met like the last 20 years of technology because you can do it on every other freaking site. And so I'm like, well, I'll wait a little bit. So around one o'clock, I was like, all right, it's late. But I'm still up. Let's watch now. So not, it didn't come up till Sunday morning on the replay. Mm. And by then I had, you know, other stuff to watch and do and yada, yada, yada. So I, I haven't even watched it yet. I'm going to watch it. In a short version, probably tonight, because I'll probably just watch like the Royal Rumble stuff. I won't watch the other the matches, but I have. A, I mean, yeah. So I don't know who won, but Kevin Owens getting beat up doesn't surprise me. I know who won. Well, good for you. Thank you. 
Would you would you like a cookie? I can go get you one. No, actually, I love cookies. I do love cookies. Texas, I put in uh, zero effort to even follow the men's game on Saturday. For comparison's sake, I watched every women, minute of the women's game on my phone on Sunday. You're not alone. I mean, this has been the most depressing thing about this season as it's gone on is, like, I always say that I kind of try to gauge the climate of the, like, quote-unquote average fan by looking at, like, some of my friends who are, you know, they, they get into it, but they're not, like, they're not listening to the show right now. If you're listening to the show right now, you're probably like 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 me and Trev. You're probably you follow the ins and the outs of the stuff. You're not going anywhere anytime soon. You may be tortured, but you're you're here. The average fan, though, you're seeing more and more of them who are just like, I didn't even know we played, and that's where I think you run into a big big problem. You're seeing that, and you're also seeing people who are like, I knew we played, and I wasn't going to watch anyway. If people are out there like the the people who are adamant that Kenny Payne's the answer. And they're so mad at people who are angry right now. Be more mad at the people who aren't watching. Be more mad at the people who are checked out. Because anger means you still have an engaged fan base that's just waiting to win again. Apathy means it doesn't matter if, if it gets a little bit better next year, if it gets a lot better next year. It's going to take a lot more to get them back on board. And I think that's when you run the risk of we were a program that was producing 19,000-plus crowds at every game, didn't matter who you were playing, for decades. And now, even if you get good again, I think you run the risk of being a program that's only producing like 14,000 fans at, at even big home games. And that's a little I think, scary. I think it depends on how long. If you have a couple back-to-back seasons, maybe you might be You've been a little saying more. that for a while now. I mean, it's, it's well, been, we haven't had back-to-back. Well, last time we had back-to-back good seasons. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, we've been, I mean, we've, the, the longer that you get, put yourself in this hole, the tougher it is to climb out of. And I've already made this point a number of times here and other places you're running the risk and you may not even be running the risk at this point. I think you've, you've lost a healthy chunk of an entire generation of fans. And we talked to Patrick, Patrick's 18 intern Patrick. He's, he's 18 now. He's a senior in high school. He was eight when we won the national title. And since then, you know, he was, he was 10. He was like in fourth grade. When we made the run to the elite eight. And I think all of us, like we remember those teams when we were eight, nine and 10 to a degree, but it's those next few years when you really get into like the minutia, where you get into like you know the names of the walk-ons. You're watching the exhibition games. You're just you're, you're fully engrossed in Cardinal basketball. And in those years, since he was like 11 in fifth grade to a senior in high school now, getting ready for college, we've won one NCAA tournament game. We've been to two NCAA tournaments. You know, it's crazy. Is you, I mean, I know you're just like you're just a couple years behind me, but. Like I thought I had it bad in the nineties during like that that little run where I mean we I know we had, you know, the ninety four team, which was sweet sixteen, watching Rozier quit on us against Arizona and you know, we had the ninety seven run with the so I mean they there were some, you know, mixed in there, but you know, you also had, you know like my favorite team was probably that ninety four team just because Smokey Walker, Dwight Wheat, Jason Osborne. That team got beat in the first round by Lorenzo Wright in Memphis. It's like a ten seed. So I mean, like I, we thought we had it like low in the '90s for in my my age group and ours, mm-hmm. not even close. Like that, that's. I mean, I remember we went from that '97 run. I was in sixth grade. Yeah, we didn't win another NCAA tournament game until my senior year of high school. We beat Austin P in the first round in, in Pacino's second year. Yeah, and I remember thinking like, my God, you know, my brothers who grew up in the '80s, my dad who you know grew up following this team, they never had it as bad as I did. And now I look at this generation and I'm like, you know, I've got three nephews that are in high school right now, and they're like, I see it, like they're. They're Cards fans, but they're more into 
the NBA. They're more into you know professional sports. They just they don't have that same obsession that I had when I was their age. And I think it's because they had all they've known is scandal and failure. And yeah, it's, I mean it sucks. Like we were going sweet, at least sweet sixteens. We I mean we were getting we weren't like a threat to win a national title, but eight year old nine year old Trevor didn't realize that he just Fair. saw a four seed that you know may or may not have just gotten blown out by Oklahoma and Illinois and you know or didn't make the tournament ninety, but still, I mean. In the tournament, you know, like I said, the, I've said this story before. Like, even though the team that didn't make the tournament ninety, the losing record, went to the conference final game. You had hope. Yeah, you had like you had a I mean, you knock off Southern Miss to the one seed. We had hope in Denny's last year. Yes, we didn't. It was ended up being misplaced hope, but we still, like that team beat a couple of teams that shouldn't have down the down the stretch. We were hosting the the conference USA tournament. I want to say we were we were even ranked at one point when we beat North Carolina or Utah or somebody like that. Yeah, I think we've had this discussion before. Yeah, we weren't. No, we, you know, I think we were because I think I looked it up and you were in the year, like maybe, Den- maybe it was second last, last year. year. Maybe it, that's exactly last, what yeah. it was because uh, that team, his second last year was, was, should have been a lot better. Was Nate Johnson the last one? No. Okay. Then it was, it was Nate Johnson senior. I'm thinking of then. Yeah. Cause his freshman year was the, you know, he's still sitting in the corner. He for freedom all waiting for the pass. <laughs> God never left the corner. His freshman year was great. I mean, he's <laughs> so good. Yeah, I still think he's living there, living in that corner of that gym. <laughs> Texas not calling the Yum Center the bucket is a real travesty. It's a double pun with the chicken buckets and the basketball buckets. The fact you explained it to us kind of takes away from it. I mean, people tried. I mean, we got it. Yeah, I get the bucket. You see the guys with the buckets on their heads and stuff. We made the whole bring chicken to the bucket movement when we were recruiting Yeah, chicken I mean, that was okay. But it just it never really caught on. Texas, I hear that on three dropped our deal to less than 200K and no stars. It's <laughs> a good text. Texas, I was listening to coworkers that are UK fans complaining about the officiating of their game Saturday night, and the only thing that I could think was, I wish our games were close enough for me to complain about the refs or that it would even matter. Really? That was yeah, it was the second to last year's when we were ranked that one week. When I hear UK fans complaining about stuff, it is like, you know, we make the joke, well, we're both bad. But in reality, when I hear their complaints and compared to our complaints. It's like basketball first world problems. It's like, you know, we've got very advanced cancer and they're sitting here being like my throat kind of hurts i got tummy ache we're the same yeah like, no this, this is this is very different no i'm walking I'm, I'm 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 rolling on the ground like lieutenant dan before he gets saved and you're over there like i got shot in the butt yeah we, like i got no legs dude we're losing limbs yeah i don't want your stinking ice cream i've got no legs you got a tiny piece of shrapnel in your right hand yeah and you get to meet the president for it <laughs> Texture says, as we get into February and teams start to focus on seeding, they're going to have to absolutely blow us out so they don't hurt their net ranking by only winning by 20. This is not a bad point, actually, because the net ranking does take margin of victory into play. It doesn't doesn't as much as it did when it originally got run out there, but it does help you to beat a terrible team like Louisville by a healthy margin. Oh, that's all we need. I do feel bad for the teams that are playing us, too, because, like, our net rank, you get no benefit by beating us by 50. If you just by playing us, you're going to drop in the net. You're going to drop in every analytical category, and more importantly, like the net. I've made this point. So like We're the, taking people down with us. We are. Your net <laughs> ranking doesn't really matter. It's a. It's sort of a grouping tool. The net ranking matters for who you've played, but for yourself, it's not like the RPI used to be, where if you had a top 50 RPI, the committee was going to let you in the tournament. They don't look at the net ranking that way, and the the selections since the net ranking became a thing has reflected that. But so for playing us, it doesn't matter if you play us at home, neutral, road. Hell, you could play us like at our practice facility. 
it's still going to be a quad four game for you. Like, like doesn't matter. You could play us in the dorm room at, at the the new Denny Crum Hall. It's going to be a quad four game for you. The teams that play us that have NCAA tournament aspirations or that are safely in the NCAA tournament, it is a everything to lose, absolutely nothing to gain situation for them. And so, yeah, they're going to try to beat us by forty, so they make sure that they get don't, don't get dinged more than they they should. Five zero two four one four four six fifty. We'll take our last break here of the second hour and come back. Hour number three. We'll rehash some of the NFL discussion. We'll let TK celebrate again. His Eagles going to the Super Bowl. And then we'll take some more texts as well. 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Rolling on next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big O. Everyone around here very excited for Trevor Kelsey. It's the talk of the the studio because we don't have things to be excited about for ourselves. Pretty much. The Eagles, we finally get to celebrate on this show. It's not me doing it, but that's fine. A sports victory or a string of sports victories on a high level. (laughs) What's this? The Eagles have won more games than the entire level basketball program in the last two weeks. <laughs> I mean, this season they've almost won more than we have the last two years combined. Well, they have actually they have they've won they've won sixteen the last two years. Yeah. Is that right? And we won sixteen this season. Oh my God, and we've won fifteen the last two years combined. Okay, well, let's put that behind us. Trevor's going to to, to Phoenix. Yep, you're going to the Super Bowl. Now, are you excited about Rihanna doing the halftime show? That's the one. It looks like she's from Dr. Seuss. I don't know what that means. Every time they show, yeah, that's every time they show her, she looks like she has like Dr. Seuss haircut. Like, is she gonna sing two green eggs and ham or something? How did you, I mean, you know who Rihanna is, right? Yeah, but I mean, that's the one that Chris Brown beat up, right? That's yes, that's that's one way to, to describe her. But she's <laughs> she's doing the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, I don't know any of her songs. You don't know one Rihanna song? No. Okay. But I know I don't. I mean, I just don't get the every time they show that like she's coming back. I'm like, why does she look like Dr. Seuss with that hair? It's so stupid looking. I don't. I still don't really know what you're talking about. You haven't seen that ad. I, I don't promoting Rihanna's halftime show. I don't see her hair and think Dr. Seuss. Oh, you haven't seen the ad then, yeah. The most popular halftime show is the last ten years. Would you care to venture Prince. a guess as to who was number? Well, that wasn't ten years ago. Was it? Prince was over ten years ago. Oh, good Prince was like Lord. 2007, 2008. Is it really? Yeah. The most popular halftime show of the last ten years was actually last year's. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Fifty Cent, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. It was okay. The second most popular was Coldplay in 2016. Don't remember that one. The third most popular was Maroon 5 in 2019. That one sucked. The fourth most popular was Shakira and Jennifer Lopez yeah, in that 2020. Yeah, not very good either. And then, if you ever liked a halftime show besides Prince, 
Yeah, I think there was one that. Uh, yeah, Tom, didn't Tom Petty do one? I don't remember. <laughs> the fifth most popular was Bruno Mars in 2014. Yeah, all right. Perry sucked too. I thought Katy, I mean, I'm not a Katy Perry fan. I thought it was at least cool. I mean, she came out on like a gigantic digital tiger. That was cool. <laughs> you got to learn to enjoy things. Well, I, I, that, where, where's the Justin Timberlake one from 17? That was good. Um, I don't remember that. It was not on, not on the list of the five most popular. Has Prince time. really been that long ago? Prince was like, it was like 08, 09. It was the one in Miami with Chicago and Indianapolis. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I guess it was. I think I was still in college, actually. So that would have been like 07. Didn't the Stones do one one time? They did. Prince halftime show was yeah 2007. I was still in college. I knew. So it was I? I knew, yeah, you were. <laughs> you were a freshman. I was a senior. <laughs> now, the most viewed Super Bowl moment of all is the Shakira and J Lo halftime show, and it's not even close. 260 million people watch that. I don't even remember it. The second well, she was she was. Who is it? Some old person got in trouble for being like, she could still shake it or something. It was like Dick Vitale or somebody. Somebody liked Dick Vitale. I mean, I thought the the most one would be Timberlake showing Justin, uh, what's your name's nipple? Nope, not in the top 10. Okay. Uh, his his full halftime show the year that you were there was actually 10th on the list, 18 million. Yeah, it was okay. The last year's halftime show is second, 154 million, still way behind. Are oh, we're, oh, we're writing this on viewership? Yes. Oh, okay. Views. Uh, the, the last one was just best. This is most viewed. Shakira and J-Lo, number one, by a wide margin. Last year's, number two. Beyonce and Bruno Mars, number three. Coldplay, four. Lady Gaga, five. Katy Perry, six. The halftime show is a major draw of the Super Bowl. All of the performers then make the this is, uh, top ten. I don't need to read that. Who cares? But Rihanna's coming in. I don't think Rihanna's going to, to top this list. Uh, maybe. So you're not going to see history. Darn. I'm supposed to see history. I'm going to see us win our second Super Bowl. Yeah. Is that enough for you? Yeah, I could give two bleeps to the halftime. They, they say it's a big draw. I could give two bleeps who it is. The first, it matters nothing to me about going to the game. The first non-performance. I mean, I, if I didn't wasn't so lazy to leave my seat during halftime, I would would probably not even watch it. But the only non-performance on the top ten is the highlights of the Patriots versus Falcons 2017 Super Bowl, in which the Patriots made a uh, comeback. That's the seventh most viewed moment in Super Bowl history, which I guess is just because people wanted to see Tom Brady lose. In horrifying fashion. So there you go. Most viewed Super Bowl moments of all time on YouTube. Right there. Uh, it, Scott Norwood's like, thank you, God. <laughs> I wonder how... I wonder, what's Scott Norwood up to these days? He's like a teacher, I think. Is he really? This is in Buffalo still. That's still my very first, like... I think Super Bowl that, like, I sat down and watched start to finish. Like, my one of my first memories... I always go to this... If you oh, ever, weirdly, that's the same with me, probably. If you ever get asked the question of, like... You know, what was your first memory? My first conscious memory, the one that I always go to, the one that I, I remember, is going across the street. I've got very few memories from the first house we ever lived, um, but we walked across the street to watch the Super Bowl. It was the the Redskins-Broncos Super Bowl. And I remember cheering for the Broncos because... Yeah. yeah, I remember cheering for the Broncos because they their uniforms looked like Hawaiian Punch. And I was big into Hawaiian Punch. And I remember that. I don't remember watching the game, but I just remember that memory. But Bill's uh, Giants... I remember, like, made signs. I was cheering for the Giants. I remember, like, all this stuff. And I remember sitting down and watching the whole game. Like, that's the first one that I really kind of got into. And then I watched the Bills lose three more. It's the first one I actually sat down and actually watched and start to finish like you. I, I mean, I was following, like, the, uh, you know, it, it, you mentioned the, the Denver one and, and even the, the Denver-San Francisco one in 89. 
But my memory for those two was mainly that they used to run this promote, promotion at McDonald's that if one team won, you get a free Big Macs the next day. If the other team won, you get a free quarter pounder with cheese. Hmm. And I hated Big Macs, so I was always rooting for Denver because <laughs> they were the quarter pounder with cheese team in both games. I don't remember that. I, I remember being really into the Bud Bowls when I was little. Oh, Bud Bowl Puppy Bowl as well. But yeah, the Bud Bowl well, was Bud Bowl still goes on. Yeah, they, the, which well, they still do both, don't they? I don't think they tried to bring the Bud Bowl back a few years ago, but it wasn't. It oh. didn't hit the same way. No. It was just hilarious. I was big into the Bud Bowl. I think a few years ago, actually, like when I was like drunk on the weekend, like went back and watched all the Bud Bowls on YouTube. It was great. They splice them all together. It's fantastic. I always liked how they're, like some some channels would do like halftime stuff, like right like uh remember Fox was big on this. Where they would do uh since the game would go to halftime, you'd have like a, a celebrity death match special edition. Yeah. Well, I think uh, MTV did that. Yeah. Yeah, MTV probably did it too as well. And then um, I think they did a one. I think the WWE did it one year where they did like a a match between like The Rock and Triple H, like at halftime only. Smart move. Um, Illumin Color did a, a halftime special. I remember that, which was really good at one time. And they did the Men on Television, I think, where he was <laughs> hated it. Hated it. Grab just grab the little blue ball. Wasn't that gonna hurt you? <laughs> If you're just joining the show, we talked today. Today we talked. We celebrated Trevor's Eagles going to the Super Bowl. We reacted to the yeah, two weeks of celebrating that. We do AFC and NFC Championship games from last night. We uh, spent most of the first hour talking about the new name at Cardinal Stadium, which is LNN Credit Union Cardinal Stadium. Cardinal Stadium, according to Trevor. Uh, spring game date set for there. It's going to be the eve of Thunder over Louisville. We're excited about that. Braden Smith, wide receiver, has entered the transfer portal. And then last hour we got sad and talked about basketball. So that, that's that's your recap. We're trying to keep this as as much basketball ignoring as possible on this show, that's the new goal. That's what we're trying to do. But there's only so much you can do. It's, it's late January. It's still somehow late January. No, it was rocking mankind. I was letting, uh, it was half, called Halftime Heat. Halftime Heat. It's a good idea. I mean, no one does any more now because I guess everybody wants to watch the halftime show. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's become a bigger thing. I mean, that, people were getting halftime shows in the start to like the 90s. You always say that, yeah. It was uh, Michael Jackson was the first one. The very first one. Um, but yeah, before that, you just had... Mostly it was just bands like, you know, uh, Grambling or Southern. Usually an HBCU band would come out and play. Which is kind of funny to think about now. Like, there was such an untapped resource. And now it's like the biggest part of the Super Bowl for a lot of people that are watching is the halftime show. And up until relatively recently, it was just not even part of the game. Yeah, I'm thinking commercials also be a big part now, but commercials are just not as good nowhere near. Commercials have become less important. Commercials have been bad, have been not been good for like the last five or six years, it feels like. They just get lamer and lamer every year. I mean, you don't like anything that's new. No, I like, but I want entertaining. <laughs> You're not gonna like, like it. No, I want. I, I'm just. I can't. How many? How many hedge fund, hedge fund place commercials can I see? Your car commercials. I mean, or, Trevor, I guarantee, ten years ago, you weren't liking the commercials that they had on. Oh, I did. No, no. Come on, Clyde. You liked them as a kid, and you think you said they've gotten progressively worse as you've gotten older. Because the fact of the matter is, funny videos we can watch them on YouTube any day of the week. Like, there's no novelty in what. Like, who watches commercials? You can anymore? still make a funny commercial. I don't even I don't even watch the commercials during the game anymore. It's not a draw. You it's, can still make a funny commercial. Don't get lazy on me. Well, commercials can still be entertaining. I mean, Trevor, you don't think anything's good these days? That's not necessarily. I think the Eagles are good. Well, besides pop culture, you don't think any music's good. You don't think any movies are good anymore. It's not my fault. You don't think music's good anymore? Commercials? Now the movies don't give me that because I, I, I will give a good movie if it, one comes out, like Top Gun, the new one, huh? Like the new Top Gun? Yeah, but it wasn't very good. <laughs> It was just a paint-by-number sequel. What do you um, overall, we're going to update this as the two weeks go on. Bless you. You're excited about the Eagles, I think, 
the matchup. I think you would have rather played the Bengals, but you still think that they are a deserved favorite. So one to ten, one being no shot at winning this game, ten, I'm I'm 100 sure that they're winning this game. Where's your confidence level as we start the 12 day trudge to the Super Bowl? Six and a half, seven. It's pretty confident. I'm confident. You feel good. I feel good about it. Yeah. I feel good. The most thing I'm most worried about is it being Andy Reid. Because Andy Reid's ace. Then again, here's the other thing. We're 3 0 oh 3 versus Andy Reid since he's left. Oh, I didn't know that. Huh? I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember how the number, and then I saw it last night on the TV. I remember. I knew we were, were winless. So I just couldn't remember. The one positive, though, is this is the first time I think we've played him since his departure that we didn't have someone that had a connection to him as well as our coach. I like a Doug Peterson. Okay. Um, Nick Sirianni, obviously, I guess kind of does because he has connections. And maybe he did coach with him. I don't remember. Uh, maybe he came under Frank Reich. Who Frank Reich did coach at Kansas City with with Peterson and, and Reed, but he has more connections with, with Frank Reich than anything. So uh, I, I'm hoping that would be kind of can take us away because, I mean, Philadelphia fans still love Andy Reed, rightfully so. I mean, I do. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to throw Papa out the, out the gate. Were you supporting his, his his firing, though? No, I was anti against You him. thought he should have kept him? Yeah, I was very unhappy with it. Uh, I, I guess it made sense. I mean, he was let go after his only two times in his entire career going without the playoffs back-to-back years. Hmm. And that was an 8-8 eight eight season, and then we had the 4-12 and 12 year, and he got let go. It still amazes me. I mean, we've got three guys on our roster he drafted. Gosh. Not even three guys, three starters. Yeah, him and that long, I guess. I mean, he's been we've been gone. He left in 2013. Same time Louisville won the national title. Yeah. Because I remember forget he had the he did he took over the Chiefs team and had two wins. They had the number one pick. They took Eric Fisher, the tackle. We took Lane Johnson, who's still our tackle. But the three guys on our roster, he drafted Fletcher Cox, he drafted Brandon Graham, and of course he drafted Jason Kelsey. He's drafted both Kelsey brothers. By the way, they're just now reporting that Brock Purdy suffered a complete tear of the UCL and his throwing elbow. I think I hit that hard either. And will undergo surgery. Purdy is getting second options, but the initial hope is he can undergo a repair and then he'll be ready for training camp. What do the 49ers do with the quarterback situation? Who knows? I mean, you, they've invested a ton in Trey Lance. They gave up three first-round picks to get him. You've got Jimmy G still there. He's not. He's a free agent, though. Oh, well, he's gone. Though. They have to resign. I mean, they could resign him, but he's, his contract's up. Purdy... I mean, one. You can draft somebody again. seven games in a row for them. Yeah, but how much of it was? That's the question. Yeah, they, he won seven of their ten straight wins. Can you get somebody to or twelve overpay wins. for him? I, it's a weird situation for them right now. Let's not forget Garoppolo had won five straight before he came yeah. in. It's a weird. The situation. only one that sucked was Trey Lance. I feel bad for Purdy though because he might, he may have been able to to parlay this into some money that he didn't deserve, and he now with the injury, it's probably not going to. Yeah, Purdy is just there's. I can I can take a dart and throw it against the wall and find yeah, a Brock Purdy out there to play quarterback. He's he's a below average NFL quarterback who's just just had a great good team good defense and a great system around him in a in a, in a somewhat bad conference as well, um, or division at least. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. We'll take some text for you guys in just a second. The other thing that we I meant to mention this earlier in the show, we've been kind of teased with a. The basketball tournament team the last few years, they, they raised money for one a few years ago, and then we didn't actually get into the tournament. It's always something fun to watch. I'm, I am jealous of other fan bases who can get behind this. Like Marquette's team won it a couple of years ago. Peyton Siva put out an announcement today saying, officially, we're going to have a team in the basketball tournament this summer, which is good. And now he wants people to help name the team, which I, the first thing that I saw was banner up, and I'm like, that's, that's what it should be. 
put the banner up. L train. Three time champs, something like that. Like, it, it, just make that happen. Make some reference to the fact that we've won three national championships. <laughs> we won. We are the 13 champions. But this will be exciting. I mean, this will be. Can I put all in a permanent jersey? <laughs> we may win more games in the basketball tournament this summer than we won the entire season in 2022. We may be doing it with, with Siva. I mean, I'm assuming because you have to be out of the NBA to, to participate. So okay. I would assume you'll have Siva. You'll have a lot of guys probably from that era. I mean, you could get like Kyle Couric in the fold. He's been playing right. so well. Russ could play if you wanted to. I would assume that that would be the backcourt. Uh, I mean, like Dang Adele, Ray Spalding, guys who've been productive professional players but just haven't been in the NBA. Like, you could, you're going to be able to piece together a pretty good team. I'm sure. I mean, the Marquette team that won had a bunch of guys that were like, okay. And that blue one and everything is. Vander Blue was Vander there. Blue, yeah. I mean, Travis Dean entered the game-winning shot, which just broke my heart because I hate him so much. I'll be honest. I've never watched any of the basketball tournament three-on-three, so they just don't do it for me. Well, it's it's not three-on-three. Three. It's just it's straight. I know. I'm just saying any yeah. of those those those, those like offshoot turn basketball stuff that they've been doing over the last couple of years. I mean, I watched just the one Ice Cube runs or Ice T runs. No, that's the big three. That's that's, that's big, for old people. Yeah, uh, but this Earl Clark's dominated the big three. By the way, he was not, the defensive I, MVP. It's not for old people witnessing it because I don't watch it. Well, once again. Nobody expects you to, bud. Uh, but this one, I mean, I think Louisville fans are excited about this. It seems to be a lot of traction. They were excited about it a couple of years ago when it looked like we were going to get a team, and then the rug got pulled out from underneath us. Nothing wrong with summer hoops. I think people are going to get pretty excited about it. Hopefully they can make a deep run. UK did a team, didn't they? Um, I want to say, yeah. I think when they had one with Stevenson and stuff. I think. That sounds right. Yeah. I can't remember, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Syracuse always has one. The but Syracuse doesn't always have all Syracuse players on that team. Didn't they have a mix? Yeah, a lot of times it's like the core is from that program. Like, Ryan McMahon played with the Dayton team a couple of years ago. Okay, yeah, I knew, I knew, yeah. Didn't get a team. I think uh, Jerry Smith played with, um, uh, like, the overseas elite team. Well, now Preston they just come to us. The team. And now, yeah, all those guys can come and play for the UofL team. I think it'll be fun. Raindrops, Jerry Smith. Texas, I definitely played against Trevor at St. Matt's. He mentioned Stephen Coleman before, and we won the ship with us in the backcourt. Oh, he played with Stephen Coleman? Yeah, Coleman was good. I've told you a story about Stephen Coleman. I'm sure. He's he he he, he unfortunately he moved well, he moved back down to Florida, I want to say right like his freshman year of high school. He went to Ohio and was the Mac freshman of the year at Ohio. And then he got injured and they brought in the kid from IU the I forget the transfer's name, Brian. You ended up blowing up. And Stephen uh quit basketball and became a rapper. Oh well. Last I heard. But he was <laughs> But they played, I mean, he played for John Gross. He, is it Gross? I always forget. Who cares? Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, he was on that team that came in here and that they gave us all we wanted, I believe. And, uh, and he, yeah, Coleman was uh, freshman, of the, uh, freshman of the year in the MAC. Great ball player. Great in St. Matthews. Texas Mike, it seems we have the answer to your question uh, is the players. Matt couldn't get guys to buy in. It appears Kenny can't get the holdovers to buy in either. But if he can get more like a core of four next year, we're fine. Uh, I mean, Matt couldn't get guys to buy in, but we won 13 games last year. Mac won more in just his ten- short tenure. We've won. Two Mac this went year. six and eight in his little tenure with us. I don't think that that's the, the answer to the question at all. I mean, if you, if you're saying that a core four coming in and playing hard just goes to show that the players are the, the biggest problem, I can buy that. But if you're saying that they're the only problem, I I can't buy that. Move the game was already over when a core four came in anyway. Well, no, he used the first up. I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> he came in with us. And I think it was we were. It was like I'm fully aware when six. he came in, and I stand by my statement. Well, if you said he started, and you want to make the same joke, it can work. But he he was the first <laughs> sub in the game, and he played 18 minutes. So. Were we already down by like 14 when he came in, though? I think it was early. I think it was like 12 to six. We we weren't playing well, but it was it was bad. But 
Was he the first sub, really? Mm-hmm. I've seen this Mikey before him. No, nah, he, he came in very, I mean, it was stunning. I was like, here we go. I think oh, because the announcer was like, hey, look at yeah, that. Yeah, it was the first TV timeout <laughs> when he was coming in. But, I mean, I, I, I don't see that as just overwhelming evidence that it's all the players and, and not any Kenny Payne. If you're 2-20 and 20 at Louisville, 2-19 at Louisville, it's everybody. It's Agreed, a yeah. it's a complete yeah. colossal failure. You can't be that bad with with only having one. Like if you got a chair of four legs, all you you know one broken leg, it's not this bad. You've got all you've got at least three legs broken on this chair. And don't get me wrong, I love the the energy that a core four played with, but you need you need that combination of energy, and you also need guys that are just more talented. Like that's he's going to get better. He's he's going to improve, but you need guys that are ready made big-time college players from a talent perspective if we're going to be competitive next year. You, you just – you do. Texas says Goodman admitted and adamantly said that KP belongs in an assistant role. I'm not sure I've heard any national media guy say that yet. That was the noteworthy part. Yeah, I mean, that's that's strong for sure. But he's been he's been pretty consistent that he doesn't think that he's a, a head coach. I've really proven him wrong right now. So far. Texas, thank you for saying that you don't get a lower bar for sucking so bad. That's been my biggest worry. We have a standard here. I'm uh, The more that I see it come up, the more that I see it come up from people, too, who before the season were like, we're going to be in the tournament this year, that are now saying, if we win 10 games next year, we're going to be – that's improvement. You, gotta get them, you have to give them three or four to get in the tournament. It makes me a little bit concerned that we're going to be sitting here having the same exact conversations 10, 11, 12 months from now, where it's like, this isn't good enough. People are like, they're, they're getting better. They're getting better. We're – Two and fourteen in the ACC now, and I just I fear that that's going to be the case. The furthest pace next year is Kenny Payne make it through the whole season. Yes. If you stick with him, if he goes two and thirty, or three and twenty nine, or whatever we're about to be. No, I mean next season. I know, okay. but you stick with him and give him a second year. I think you you're committing to letting him at least finish that second year. I mean, you know, you're not going to keep him after the second year. If it means that point, I mean, I would hope not. I mean, you're. Unless we're like 0-25 or 0-20, I guess. And, or we're not far from that. <laughs> or we're dealing with a whole bunch of off-the-court stuff. Like That would be what would get Kenny Payne, I think, the early acts that everybody keeps talking about. Because Josh, in his comments, and I, and I, you, know, you can take public comments for what they're worth, but he did make it a point to say, like, until he gives me a reason to believe that he shouldn't be the head coach, I think that was more of like a, as long as we're doing the right things on the court, as long as we're doing the right things off the court, as long as we're not getting in any sort of trouble, like I'm going to go ahead and just give him the benefit of the doubt and let him do his thing for a while. But if we start getting in some trouble, like the Chris Mack thing, then that's when you would see him say enough's enough. But no trouble never hurt anybody. Yeah. Texas, when you have eight wins a year that are virtually locked in, ten wins isn't going to cut it for year two. I need to see at least a bubble team, nothing less. Yeah, we're not tournament next year. You're you're not you're not employed, Kenny Payne. In my opinion. I'd hope so, but I don't know. Texas, when he came here, you didn't think a historically bad season was possible. That is a you issue. He's never done this. I'm okay with year two. Well, it's not a, no, I mean, it's not a me issue. Nobody thought that it was a historically your bad season was possible. If you're saying that, then you're, you're lying to yourself. You yeah. thought You thought Louisville would be in the 300s in every metric possible? If you'd asked me this before the season, What's the worst case scenario? How you fill this season with it up? I would be like 13 wins, 12, 13 wins. I mean, and that's not a local thing. We were picked to finish 12th in the ACC. It's not like we were a consensus dead last pick. Yeah. Some people had us as high as 10, 9. 
Like, this whole, again, rewriting of history, like, he told you it was going to be bad. He also said he thought we were good in May when we got interviewed. He said we thought we were going to be good and we could be really good if we got some of the transfer guards that they were trying to land. Like, nobody, people out there who were like, I knew we were going to be at 2-30. and 30. No, you didn't. Like, I, I got harassed over the summer by saying I didn't think this was going to be a good team, and I was talking about them being an 11-12-13 win team. Like, that's, that's not a me problem. It's an everybody problem. Texas says Cragthorpe won four games in his worst season with the football team. Kenny will be lucky to get to four wins in year two. That's, well, we'll see. Texter says, it's a tweet from Jerry Eves. Let's find out what Jerry's up to. Text line wants us to Jerry's on Twitter? Oh, Jerry's on Twitter. He didn't realize he's on Twitter. Jerry says a reasonable record next season would be in the range of 14 and 16 or 15 and 15. I think me and Jerry have different uh, differing views on what reasonable. Yeah, I, I I disagree. I also at this point don't see us getting to those marks, but we'll see. Texas says, "Do we run any inbounds plays, especially from the sideline midcourt area? We can't get the ball in. The fact that this is still an issue at this point in the season is one hundred percent on the coaching staff. What are we doing?" That's I don't remember scoring from one. We had the talk last week where it was like if we combine oh, the worst in the country at both defending and running <laughs> inbounds plays. There's nobody worse than us in the country than doing either or. We turn the ball over when we have it. We give up wide-open layups when we're trying to defend it. We're not a good baseline out-of-bounds team. We're just we're, – we're not. Texas, the most depressing thing about the season is it keeps going. Thank you. Does anybody want to talk about football? A- any football texts out there? Want to get back to, like, the, the nicknames for the, the football stadium? No? If we ever needed a shutdown like 2020 would have been nice a month ago. We should have just self-imposed. Texas is Mike joining late. Is L out for the game on Wednesday? I've got no idea. I hope not. I hope not. Texas, I spent the weekend in Lexington with my wife and her family of huge Kentucky fans, and they told me multiple times that their season is going just as bad as ours, maybe even worse, and that Kenny Payne is going to be all right. Well, it is. We're both, we're, we're both having down years. It's a down year for the sport. It's a down year for the state of Bluegrass State and basketball, and that's all that matters. The U.K. fans who keep doing the patronizing, like, you guys just got to give them time. Like, imagine us telling them the same thing if they had hired you – know, if Billy Gillespie had been 2-20 and 20 in his first year and we're like, I like this guy. Well, we were telling them to, to still that with Gillespie in his second year. Or what if, they, what if they'd hired one of our longtime assistants? What, what if they had hired, you know, Mick Cronin had never been a coach before? And UK hired him to replace Calipari. And right now he was 2-19. And, and we're like, you guys just don't get it. Mick's, Mick's going to get you guys. He's a high-character person. He's going to be just, you guys are going to be fine. You guys are being ridiculous right now. Head pat, head pat, head pat. They would kill us. They, they, it would drive them crazy. It's driving me crazy now that they're, they're doing this whole thing. Jesse did that with Wade Houston, but they kept him just long enough for Allen to graduate. God, I mean, UK fans are like, we, we know, we know basketball. And you guys are going to be okay. It's like, oh, your track record of a head coach who's produced zero successful assistants in the history of his head coaching tenure. That's what you guys know. Stop it. Stop with this. Uh, Scoot texts uh, it back in and says, my favorite Trevor phase, uh, phrase is anti-against. He says it all the time. Anti-against? Yeah. Do I say it all the time? <laughs> you've said it before. I don't know about all the time. I've, you've definitely said That's it before. It. Is that wrong? Well, you, anti just means against. Is that as bad as saying uh Irre- irrelevant or whatever. What? Irrelevant. I mean, uh, uh, what's what's the bad word with irrelevant to people? Or yeah, ir- irrelevant. Irre- Irrelevant's just a word. Yeah, but what's what's the what's the, the prefix uh, people put on front of it that makes it that's redundant? I don't know, but anti-against is definitely redundant. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, so am I. It's okay. Let's take a break. When we come I'm back, against this. Yeah, when we come back, we'll take some more text from you guys. Wrap up the show. 502-414-1450. We'll preview the big Monday games tonight as well as the Mike Rutherford show. It wraps up after the break here on From running out in the field for the first time against Murray Sting State. Sounding louder. Hard on the peace train. <laughs> Come play for the peace train. All right, final segment here of the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday on 1450 and 96 won the Big X. Irregardless was the word we were trying to, to think of during the, the last segment. You don't need the ear, right? Just regardless. Just regardless. Just regardless. Um, we also got tonight, 7 o'clock. 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. The Kenny Payne Coaches Show is going to be going down at Roosters. If you make it out to the Coaches Show, they're going to be giving away two free tickets to Georgia Tech. Please hold all jokes until the end of the read. Um, <laughs> you can catch all the action uh, of the Kenny Payne Coaches Show tonight, 7 o'clock on 970 WGTK. Also, tomorrow at 1.15, you'll have your pre-Georgia Tech press conference. Danny Manning will be the, the coach there, which – Leads me to believe that he's the guy on the scout. I don't know what Danny Manning's record against Georgia Tech was when he was at Wake Forest. Hopefully it was good. But does this make you more confident, less confident, same amount of confidence for Wednesday's game, TK? You're just done. I, I can just tell you, you the, the BC prediction just took it all out of you. No, I'm done. Yeah, I'm out. You've got nothing. It was North Carolina prediction, actually, but yeah. Well, But then you picked us to beat BC, too. Yeah, and then we yeah, we. And didn't. then you said you were done after that. Yeah, I'm, I've tapped out. Yeah, no, I mean, we're... Yeah, we're not we're not gonna win. No I've matter. been I've been planning this whole time, even like going into Saturday's game, to pick us to beat Georgia Tech. Because I, I I look the Rutherford guarantee is on the line here. I made the guarantee that we were going to win at least one more game, and since then we've been just beaten to a pulp by everyone we've played. And I don't know if I can pick us to beat Georgia Tech at this point. I don't. Georgia Tech is terrible. They're playing awful. We've shown no desire to really beat anybody the last three weeks. I'm, I don't know. It's going to be a game time decision Wednesday night. I almost guarantee we don't win another game. Oh, boy. That's, what a sad state of affairs. 502-414-1450 if you've got questions. Last 20 minutes or so to get those in for today's show. Uh, Texas says Gillespie was 18-13 and 13 and 22-14 and 14 and got fired after two seasons. I know he was doing weird crap too, but still, how could anyone criticize a program for letting go of a coach who went two and twenty-nine and fifteen and fifteen? The weird thing about 
Gillespie's firing is like UK fans, UFL fans, national college basketball fans. Everybody thought it was the right thing to do. Like there was no, there really wasn't debate about it. It, it was, I think there was some debate about whether or not it was going to get done during the season. But at the end of the day, when they pulled the trigger, we were like, okay, yeah, I, I can see that. And again, this is a guy who was SEC coach of the year and went to the NCAA tournament in his first season. It's nothing compared to what we're dealing with right now. And yet we're still having these debates. Of course, he was also kicking kids off the bus and locking them in stalls. And spending time at you know, the hot Night tubs off. at various hotels around the, the area. I mean, he was, as the texture said, he was doing off-the-court things that certainly did not help his case. But let's be real. If he was going 30-5 and five in those two years, he would have gotten a year three. He probably would have gotten a contract extension, even doing all that same stuff off the court. What it came down to was he wasn't winning enough. And he was weird. You can be one of the two. You can't be both. It's like my dad always said growing up, like you can be you can be dumb or an a-hole. You, you can't be both. If you're both, you got no shot. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you're dumb Dad's or never been to Wagner. You're not dumb or an a-hole, Troy. Texas Trevor, would you eat would you choose to eat a salad or to keep Kenny Payne for another three years? I'm I'm not even gonna comment on that one. <laughs> Texas Mike, I have to side with TK on the commercial debate. They were a lot better the in the last they were a lot better in the past and the last few years they've been awful. Oh, it's it's a it's a mainstream take. But like it was a mainstream take in like two thousand two. Like everybody's always saying No, they were still decent. They were still at least trying to at least but like, people were saying that. They, yeah, used, okay. they were better. They were better when I was when I, when I was younger. They were better five years ago. They've gotten bad. They've gotten bad. But now it's first of all, the commercials all come out before the Super Bowl even happens. Like they get released. I don't see them that way. Yeah. Yeah. They they get released. They make the the rounds. I just it's not. I don't even watch. It, it doesn't really have any bearing on me. Um, Texas. Speaking of that, the basketball tournament team. Siva said apparently today that Kirk, Stephen Enoch, Russ Smith, and Raheem Buckles are all confirmed in. It's a good start. I'm sure Luke Hancock will be involved in some way. Why don't we just pull out the whole 2020 team without Jordan? Let him go to our tournament finally. Get Dwayne. Get, I mean, su- get Sutton out there. Jordan Moore is the only one in the NBA in that group, right? Yeah. Well, David Johnson. In the NBA still? Mm-hmm. Okay. We couldn't get him. Besides them, who, I mean, who else would you want for that team? We, Ryan. Yeah. Enoch, you mentioned. Enoch's on the team. Yeah. And then uh, the, yeah, the, other, uh, the kid from Manuel, you mentioned. Dwayne. Yeah. Get Sutton out there. That'd be great. Um, I'm, I mean, you have a lot of guys that you can choose from. Mac and coach him. That would be weird. That would be super weird. Uh, do Malik Williams? Well, not now. <laughs> I mean the the other contributors He's busy from that in team, Turkey anyway. Yeah, the other con- contributors from that team were Fresh Kimball, Darius Perry, and Sam Williamson. Sam still playing still college play- basketball. still playing. Didn't Darius play in college too? No, he graduated last year. He finished at UCF. Does that mean I didn't, you didn't answer the question though? No, he's not playing. Anymore. Okay, you can graduate. Doesn't mean you're not playing. I mean, it, guys that've been on our team now, but graduated three years ago. Well, I should, I should say he exhausted his eligibility last year because he he did use the extra year to go to UCF for one more year, but he's yeah he's done with college basketball. He had, he had a nice little run down there. Texture says, uh, "Oh, roll call, please disregard the earlier KSR text. No need to start anything." Well, now I've got to see it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> KSR brain has polluted this fan base. Well, I totally agree. Totally. KSC's what? It says KSR brain has polluted this fan base. Oh, well, yeah. Is it KSR brain or KRC brain? KSR. Which is worse? 
S's are worse than ours. <laughs> uh, we love KRC. Uh, somebody sent in a text. What is this text to? So text says, Trevor, I will buy your lunch for a week if you dance to Rihanna's Umbrella music video. Is that one of her songs? Yeah. You didn't know Umbrella? I figured you would have at least heard that one. It was like the biggest song in the world that year. What year was that? Probably like 20, what, 13, 2014? Because oh, I'm busy doing other stuff. When the sun shines, we'll shine together. Uh, yeah. Peyton Siva and Russ Smith. Now I'm seeing everybody saying they will be the backcourt of this that basketball tournament team, which will be great. That'll be fun. Texas, if you need something to talk about, you can speculate the MLB show 2023 cover athlete that's announced tonight. I've got Vladimir Guerrero. I've got no idea who's been on it before. I don't know who's been on it in the past. TJ Friedel. <laughs> Get him on there. Get a bat on there. Aristides Aquino, the Punisher. Put him on there. Um, Texas says we should name our TBT team the LNN Federal Credit Union team. Just the Fed. The Feds are coming. The Feds. Texas says uh, Luke will definitely be a part of this team somehow. Yeah, whether he plays or he's coaching or something, I'm sure he'll he'll be involved. Texas says, P.S., we were listed as a number eight seed before the win yesterday. The, the women's basketball team was. Van List struggled again. I think it's Mikasa Robinson's team after she started the game and had 12 assists. Some NBA-worthy passes. I love when the mad scientist shakes it up. Yeah, Walls is he, – he's trying all sorts of different things. Haley, the thing, though, is regardless of what seed they are, if they're going to make a run, and a run, I would say, is a second weekend of the NCAA tournament team. Haley's the most talented player on the team. She's the star. She doesn't have to be spectacular. She's got to be good. And the last few weeks, she just she, she hasn't been good. She's shooting like 25% over her last five games. She's making poor decisions. She's turning the ball over too much. She's not defending the way she needs to defend. If she doesn't get it in gear in February, I don't think that we have a shot at being a special March team. But Mikasa's always going to do what she does. She's always going to bring it. She's always going to – she's improved offensively. It's never going to be her strength. But having 12 assists is, is pretty damn impressive. Texas says, Josh Hurd has no authority over KP. I know you want to believe he does, but it's just not true. KP will be coaching Louisville for as long as he wants. That's not true at all. Yeah, I disagree. Yeah. Texas says, how's the Bone Zone sponsorship going? We're working on it. By the way, the same guy texted the same thing from two different phones. This guy, the angry guy hates the show so much that he texted from like five different phones. And he, went, always, he went and bought burner phones just to text us. It's always the most obvious text, too. It's always the same stuff. It's the same exact things. Text says, can chat GPT draw up basketball plays such as sideline out-of-bounds plays or blobs? This could save Kenny Payne. Is Kenny Payne just going to do AI coaching? I mean. He's just going to type in keywords like Ellis. <laughs> back screen. Rebound. Cut. Cut, and then lets the and then it sets the back and lets the, the machine coach the rest of the way. Yes. Oh God, we might not. You can't do much worse. Texas, did we talk about the new O line commit Joe Crocker yet? No, we have not. And that's uh, th- thank you for pointing that out. <clears throat> I need the cough button. Cough button. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Well, I need a little help from my friends. Thank you. I, so I had the exact same thought. Yeah, with Joe Crocker. We just got Joe Crocker as, as, as an offense line coach. I was like, Trevor's going to have a rough time with this. The moment I saw this kid commit, I'm like, here we go. It's oh, it's happen. a kid? It, yeah, he just committed to us. Okay. It, it's a standard recruit, t- class of 2023, six foot six, uh, 310-pound offensive tackle 
who is a three-star player. He's the number uh, he's the number seventy ranked offensive tackle according to twenty-four-seven Sports, and the number six forty-seven overall player in the class. More importantly, like you always look at the the programs that offered him along with you, and if you're talking about an offensive lineman, he picked Louisville over Arkansas, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Boston College, Mississippi State, yeah, Cincinnati, Florida State. Not bad. Not bad. Well, <laughs> love so, lift us up where we belong. He played at Franklin Road Academy in Nashville. Again, three-star prospect. Was seen as a, I saw his crystal ball projections. Originally was seen as a Mississippi State lean. Jeff Brom was able to get in and flip him, and, and here we go. Big any, time commitment. Any relation, any relation to Jeff? I don't think so. Well, the last name is different. So. That was Cocker. Crocker. You sure he's not just misspelling it? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Relation to Betty Crocker? Crocker. Uh, Texas football, I'm ready to nickname the stadium the train station, a.k.a. the Laverne Police Department. I don't understand that reference. I don't get either, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yellowstone? Is that thing? another Yellowstone? Yeah. yeah if you, guys, you're going to have to hold our hands and walk us through the Yellowstone references. Yeah. I'm sorry. People keep saying, so a railbird is a horse racing enthusiast especially one who watches races at the outer rail of the track. So that's why people are saying that we need to be called the Railbirds as the fans. I kinda, I like it. I always thought Railbirds sound kind of like a nickname that jockeys give to the groupies that hang. I was, I was worried that it was something bad when I yeah. first read it. I was like, I've heard, I think this is okay. But then I read it and I was like, eh, I don't know if this is a euphemism for something terrible, but I don't know. Um, God, the mil- next like million texters, all people saying that you were thinking of irregardless, which is people always say it's not a word. It actually is a word. It's just not one that you're supposed to use. I already forgot the thing I supposedly said all the time. Uh, anti against. Anti against. Is what yeah. Scoot says you say all the time. So I can't remember what the, the phrase was. Alone, I say it all the time. Yeah, I said that stopped me before. Anyway. Texas says, uh, what are your thoughts on the Patino on Patino no showing the postgame press conference after Iona got taken to the woodshed by Sienna? Very bad look for him. I don't I didn't realize that happened. I know they got stomped by Sienna, but then they really, turned we're, around. Right, we're critiquing Patino press conferences now at Iona. <laughs> That's what we have to talk is about. That we're at, is that seriously where we're at? you want our opinion? I uh, I mean I, I, I see the wins and losses sometimes, but I don't follow the ins and the outs of what Patino's doing in postgame press conference. Now I saw that he was hanging out with Kenny Klein after they they won over I the weekend. Tissue. Hold on, talk for a Go second. for it. You could. I don't. I saw that he was hanging out with Kenny Klein after they had a. I think they overcame a seventeen point second half deficit to win over the weekend. But I did not see that he skipped his press conference. I know he's pissed off about like they're dealing with a ton of injuries. That they have. I mean, Quinzelinski is out for the entire year. Uh, he barely played this season. He only appeared in five games. They had a couple of other guys that are hurt. I mean, look, and Rick will let you know when they've got guys that are hurt. He laid out all the injuries on Twitter yesterday. Uh, in sort of a passive aggressive, like, hey, we're still doing this. But as far as him no showing a post, it, it's a bad look for anybody to no show a, a post game press conference. And that uh, certainly includes Rick. Texture says Patino was. I'm not reading that. Texture says Rakeem Buckles, a name I've not heard in forever. What years was he here? The 2010 range. 2010 was his first season. And you and I, Trev, we always remember that because he was such a, he played so well in the NCAA tournament loss to Cal. And that was his freshman season. We all thought it was like poor 10 great things. Buckles. Yeah. yeah. And then he ended up just being a bunch of injuries, to be fair, but never, never got it going. 
I know it's easy to say in hindsight, but I was never really on the Buckles train like everyone else was. Yeah, I, I thought he could be like a, a solid player, but like he had that performance and everybody was like, we're going to be fine next year. We've got Buckles coming back. And it was like, okay. It was more about Preston Knowles than it was anybody. Texas says, we're on the L train. Well, let's not, let's not, let's not use that. Say L train, but I think Lionel Simmons has a copyright on that. Yeah, well, we also don't want, you don't want to be on, L's is not the type of train that you want to be on when you're playing sports. Texas, uh, Laverne was the cop who got fired. Oh, that's that. Now I, now I understand the reference. Laverne and Shirley? No. No. That's, that's, that's yeah. Now, now I got it. The person who texted and said, sorry, guys, I expected Mike to catch. Hand up. That's on me. I'm slow today. It's been a, it's Monday. Is that a reference I'm supposed to get? I don't think you would have gotten it. It's, it's a recent news story. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I should have picked it up. So John last night out of nowhere, John's been like our sleeping champion. Virginia's a terrible sleeper. John's been great. Out of nowhere, John just decides like at 1130 last night and like, he's not going to sleep. Like he's up. Excited about the Eagles win. Maybe that's what it was because he was up and he was up, up. Like he's gotten up a few times where he's had, you know, he's like crapped his pants or he's had a belly ache or something and you can get him back down pretty quick. He you was up. Describe my weekend too. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys are, are peas in a pod. He wa- he was watching TV. We took him out. Like Mary was up with him for a little bit. I was up with him for a little bit. He didn't go down to like two twenty. Neither one of us slept as much as we should have. It's been a slow start. Um, so that that's on me. Hand up. Texas Railbird is also the name of the music festival in Lexington. It is, but it's not as good as as ours. Which by nope. the way, we're not doing our music festival this year. What do you mean? Like the the big music festival in Louisville, who's Forecastle? Forecastle's not happening this year. Really? They're taking a year off. Which I think. Why? It, I didn't realize that music festivals could do that. I didn't think they could either. I thought it was like, hey, once you're an annual thing, you're an annual thing. Are they mad because we we've, we've come out with the other ones like the Bourbon Beyond and stuff now? I don't know what the the reason was. I, I remember that like the official their social media channels put out a statement a few months ago, just saying like, we're taking a pause, but I don't remember what the the explanation was. And you'd think like. It, I feel like it's only gotten bigger year after year after year, and now it's becoming a, like a regional destination. I'm surprised that they. I don't, I don't, How long has forecast been going on? God, like, I want to say like 10, 15 years. So it hadn't been that long because I don't. I feel like I didn't hear about it until like 2013. It, like I said, yeah, it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know why. And it's weird to think, you know, when you and I were growing up as is like teenagers. There are only so many activities that you could do. Like, we got very excited to go to Oaks. I remember people got excited about uh, there was that Rock at the Water Tower event. The and Balloon was, Glow. Well, the Balloon Glow, of course, was a huge drink and party event. Like, Reggae Fest was a big one. But now, like, kids who've grown up in the city for the last 10 years or whatever, like, they treat Forecastle the same way that we treated, like, Oaks and Derby when I was growing up. Like, it was With LRS Fest. L- I remember LRS Fest was great. Yeah. But, like, you know, we didn't have this. We didn't have, like, a gigantic music festival to go to. And I wonder if I would have like, wonder if I would have been into it because I'm not a big music festival guy. But in high school, you know, you kind of. Did you go to the RS concerts? I went to. A f- I remember going. There was like three of them in a row. I think I only went to. If I went, I only went one. The first one was in like Cherokee Park or something. Then they moved them out to the waterfront. Waterfront was when I would have. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember going to Rock the Water Tower. I remember going to Reggae Fest. I do remember going to LRS Fest once. Don't they have the Lebowski thing too here? Yes, but that's more of an adult thing. No, is it? Yeah, and hey. they the. Abbey Road in the River, too. I remember they, had the, they used to have a show on uh, HBO. I'm not HBO. I mean, VH1. It was, I last like a year. It was like a pop culture trivia show. It was a fun show to watch. 
but you had like teams on there, and the team one of the teams was a group from Louisville that had a Lebowski themed name. That's cool. Yeah, because they were big fans of Lebowski, obviously. Texas says apparently the company who does forecasts has paused a few this year. Well, that sucks. Has what? Has paused a few of their. They do. Like, oh, it's okay. a company that like helps do music festivals across the country. It's not the L and N credit company, is it? Better not be. Unless they had a pony up that cash for Josh Hurd. <laughs> Texas, hopefully, we're the ones railroading and okay. <laughs> Texas on three have reported that Joel Crocker's gold albums have been reduced to silver after committing to U of L. Yeah, well done. That's funny. Uh, tonight, this time of the world now where football's coming to an end and people start looking a little bit more closely Depressed. at college basketball. Well, that too, uh, people definitely get. I'll tell you what I'll miss the most on NFL Sundays that it's going is every time I check the trending topics on Twitter, the thirty of them. It's like 29 NFL topics. Like it's a player, it's a team, it's a coach or whatever. It's all about the NFL. And then smack in the middle of it is poor Chuck Todd from Meet the Press, who's just getting grilled about not asking enough tough questions about whoever he had on. Like it's always just like Lions, Ravens, oh my God, Andy Reid, Chiefs, Jalen Hurts, Chuck Todd right in the middle. And I'm like, poor Chuck. Who'd he piss off today? What's at least he finally got rid of the bangs. Uh, tonight, big, uh, it's big Monday. Actually, a very good big Monday. The ACC game at 7 o'clock is Virginia on the road taking on Syracuse. Syracuse still trying to kind of fight for bubble notoriety. This would go a long way towards accomplishing that. Virginia in first place in the ACC at 8-2. and two. They are number six in the country now. They are a five-point road favorite. TK, who you got? Uh, Virginia. I'm going Virginia, too. Win and cover. Yeah. I, it'll, be, it'll be tight because they don't score a lot of points like usual, but they'll win by, I'll say, eight. 9 o'clock, ESPN. Two Big 12 games going on simultaneously. The, the ESPN game is number 11, Baylor, on the road, taking on number 10, Texas. Longhorns are a four-point favorite. TK, who you got? Baylor winning cover. I got Baylor straight up, too. We're on yeah. the same page here. Uh, and then the, the 9 o'clock game on ESPN, two Iowa State, number 13 in the country, on the road, taking on Texas Tech, who, by the way, 0-8 in the Big 12. That team that helped beat us 70-38 to has not won a game in the Big 12. They are lagging behind. Trevor, who's your pick? You know, I'm going out of state. I'm going Texas Tech. They get the first win tonight. First conference win tonight. They're not this bad. Iowa State is way better on the road, or at home, I should say, than they are on the road. What did we score against Texas Tech? Like 35 points? 38. God. As bad as Saturday was, it, it did not supplant that for the lowest moment of the season. Oh, it's coming. Don't worry. You think we're going to go lower than Texas Tech? Yeah, Virginia. Oh, God. You're, you're probably right. That's, yeah. Not only that, we get two chances at it. I still think if we score less than, than 38, I don't think Virginia scores more than 70, though. Well, that's okay. I think 32 is going to be the—I still think that's the Wait, lowest— Wait, is that like silver lining it or something? Well, my, my, I wasn't saying lowest point total. I meant like lowest point overall. Like, oh. we lost by 32. They destroyed us. I think that—I don't think Virginia is going to beat us by more than 32. God, what are we talking about? How did we get here? How did this happen? <laughs> Texas rumor is Forecastle is attempting to switch cities. I hope that's not true. Did you pick that game, by the way? Forecastle? No, I would say Texas Tech. Took Iowa State. Oh, sorry. I got Texas Tech. All right. Enjoy the basketball tonight. Reminder Kenny Payne Coach's Show is on at 7 o'clock on 970 WGTK. He's there. What? He shows up. If he, he'll be there. He'll be at Roosters. He may not do the press conference tomorrow. I think it's going to be Danny Manning. But we'll have uh, Danny Manning's thoughts tomorrow at 115. We'll also share whatever Kenny Payne said tonight. All that good stuff coming your way tomorrow at 3. Everybody enjoy the basketball tonight. Have a happy Monday. We'll see you guys tomorrow right back here, 3 o'clock.
together Come bring your good friends too Cause it's getting nearer It soon will be with you Come and join the living It's not so far 